it's super small, dude. It's like a closet. Bam, we're live. And I see that's the router behind you. That's yeah, that's the whole setup. That's that thing keeps us going. And then oh, you, what you can't see is my dog down here sleeping. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, when you come on the podcast, that is the room you want to be in, in the in the room with the ra- ra- router. router. Steve Bart from Delaware. It's funny. I, Delaware is like an imaginary place to me. It's like I read about it in the history books when I was in high school and then forgot about it. Never. A lot of it. people think it's like the capital of Rhode Island, but it's actually its own state. Let so. me see what. Let me see if I know the capital of Delaware. I used to know that shit. Did you have to learn all the capitals of all the states in school? Absolutely. What is? Oh, can you tell me the first letter it starts with? D. Doesn't help. No. What's the second letter? O. D O. Della. What's the next letter? If I say this, it's over. It's a V. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a V. V. It's not That's Dover. It. It's not Dover. Dover. Yeah, oh, it is. Oh, it. I'd have never guessed it. I'd Damn, have never right. guessed it. That's it. Thank you. I I'd have never guessed it. Holy shit. Yeah, it's a small, small wonder. We got a bunch of different names. First dates. Actually, just this two. Small wonder first date. Are you um are you born there? Yep. Yeah, I was born in Wilmington, North Wilmington, like North Delaware. And um in your very oh shit, where is it? I know I pulled it up. Where the hell is it? Didn't I pull it up? Well, fine, I'll pull it up now. In your very first Instagram post 10 years ago, do you know what it is? I think it's a glass of beer, and it says, like, now? Is it? Good, I'm glad. Phew. I, don't know the, I don't know the capital of Delaware. You don't know your first Instagram post. That's it, yeah, which is basically the same thing. Look at this. Oh, yeah, back when I was uh, – I used to be a personal trainer at this gym called Total Fitness – and uh, I think I was 16 or 17, maybe. So you've always been in the game. I've been in the game for a long time, yep. And now you're one of the owners of uh, Reconstructed CrossFit. Yes, it's me and two other guys. And, 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 and you're, the third guy, uh, you're the third guy brought in, right? Yep, I was brought in. Um, they, they started together in 2014. It, the reason it's called Reconstructed is was uh, – CrossFit Riverfront started a, another location in our community here in Hocassen and it only lasted for about six months and she kind of folded. And then Tom Morris, my, my business partner got together with Dwayne Allen. They uh, decided to buy all the equipment that she had at the police athletic league that they were renting space from, and then just kind of do their own thing. And that's why they called it reconstruct. They kind of built it back from what it was. Why did she fold? Why did her gym fold? So she, she didn't fold her. She had, this is her second location. And I just don't think she gave it enough time. Um, it was there for about six months and it was in, like I said, it's in the police athletic league. So it was kind of like on a volleyball court. We had pull-up bars bolted to the walls. Uh, this is back in 2013. So it was kind of just very new and CrossFit at that point, I guess, as you know, you've been in the game forever. Um, it just wasn't like super mainstream yet. It was getting really close. So I think she just was like, I'm just going to, you know, pull back my chips, count my losses and go back to her original location, which is in uh, the riverfront of Delaware, riverfront of Wilmington, Delaware. It's gigantic. It's 12,000 square feet. Wow. Didn't really lose much. So yeah, riverfront was one of the first uh, CrossFit gyms in Delaware, second to CrossFit Dover. 
Is there a perfect size gym? I don't know. Uh, I think it's, it's about how you utilize the space. So ours is tiny. Ours is only about 2,800 square feet. And, um, we fit, you know, I could fit 20 people in a class if we, if we program properly, if we, you know, sub things out that probably shouldn't be things that take up a bunch of space. So we had to learn that early on. We had, uh, spaces of premium here, right? So everything's kind of jammed onto the walls or back up against stuff or under stuff or over stuff. So we had to really play around with the format of what it looked like. Because when we had this place originally, there was a turf on half of the gym. So we used sleds and stuff. But then what we was it? it? What was it? So this used to be a propane distribution center or something weird like that. Why'd they have turf down? So we, we put the turf down. Oh, oh we put okay, the, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We put the turf down first and then we realized that nobody really liked working out on the turf because doing sit-ups on turf, you know, blows your butt up. So what, uh, what, like gives you, like gives you a rash, gives you a, a yeah, I just don't think it's good. It's better. I mean, get an ad man, just sit on the floor, like a gym floor. You know, the reason why I ask what the perfect size gym is, is this, my mom owned this house in, uh, in Benicia, California. And she got the house and she got her house painted and I own, and, and it was a, a big house, right? Three-story house. And I own this house in Berkeley, California. This is years ago. And the scaffolding to paint my mom's house was more expensive than to get my entire house painted. Yeah. It's nuts. It was like, and, my, and at that point I had, and my mom's like, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Big house is fucking stupid. New roof fucked. Like yes. anything that happens with big shit, it's like, like, like in the same thing with property, I have a half acre and I was like, man, I wish I had five acres. Holy shit, dude, a half acre. Like during the, uh, um, uh, uh, spring and summer, I have to spend two hours in the yard every day. Just like, cause there's so much shit growing back there. Yeah. You'd be cutting grass for a day and then yes. you have to go cut grass in the other acre for another day. And then yes. you'd just be cutting yeah. grass for the rest of your life. And so vines like grass, and, and animals yeah. and just all the shit, right? The fence breaking in certain spots. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I think the size the size of the gym plays a big role in how you, you know, if you if you use it the right way, it plays a big role in how your community is set up. So we were always forced to have this really super small, tight, like we're all next to each other all the time. So you have no excuse but to talk to one another. And it's really hard to avoid people when you come in here because the whiteboard's in the dead center of the front. You have to walk in through one of the two doors and that's it. You're in the front. Everybody sees you come in. You can't hide anywhere. You can't work out in the back. Open gym times are really rare here. We make sure that people do classes. Um, so they're always being forced to, to talk to each other, which is awesome. You started, you started, that gym started in 2014, but you came on board when? So I, uh, I went, I did a deployment in Afghanistan in 2013. And when I came back, I started working at the riverfront as an assistant head coach. And, um, after that I, I had to do some hours. What year did you come back? Did you come back same year? Yeah. Same year. I went January to September. Okay. 2013. Crazy. Um, and you went as national guard, huh? Yeah. Yep. What a, tr- what a trip, huh? When Super you, cool. This is fucked. Uh, we're all, I have so many doors open, but when you sign up for national guard, do you think you're going to ever go? Or is it like, Hey, this is like, in case they fucking ever pull a sub up to the Eastern <laughs> seaboard, I'm fighting. So I, uh, I tried college and I sucked at it. So I, you know, I came back to, to Delaware. I went to college. Me too, but there were so many cool kids there. I yeah, met so awesome. many friends and girls. They're they should awesome. just they should just stop the teaching part and just let us just go party for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah and play. Just, we should just exercise and party. Yeah, it, the schooling should be so little. But anyway, Absolutely. go on. 
but so I, um, I, you know, I, I went to mom's university for a year and, um, I came back to, to Delaware and I sucked at school here. I was doing, you know, serving jobs and picking up personal training stuff when I could. And then, uh, I talked to a buddy who his dad was really good friends with this, uh, Colonel back then in the Delaware guard. And he's like, you should come join the, join the military. I said, all right, cool. I want to be a sniper. I want to be a, you know, infantry sniper. He's like, I got the perfect job for you. Military police. I'm a, I'm 18. I don't know what the hell that means. It's, it's not, you're not a sniper. You're in the MP company. You don't, you're not doing that at all. <laughs> Those are always the bad guys in the movies. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry. What, one second, Steve. Caleb, can you be shown? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just yeah. want you to, I just want you to meet Caleb. He's deployed right now. Uh, Caleb. Steve, hey, what's Steve, up, Caleb? Caleb? Sick mustache. <laughs> nice to you. All right. So don't be surprised if you see Caleb uh, pop in. When you said the military police is not sniper, Caleb almost fell out of his chair laughing. Dude, I was, I felt like an idiot too. Cause I, I got there and I'm, you know, I'm this 18, 18 and a half year old kid. And I walk in, I was like, Hey, is this the military police? They're like, who the fuck are you? Like, I, I don't know. I guess I'm not in the right spot. So, but, you know, fast forward to our deployment. We had a really awesome deployment. We did a uh, personal security. By the way, that makes me happy. Yeah. It's super that they cool. Still, that they still do that. Like the military should not be an easy place. It shouldn't be like you walk in and they're like, Hey, how are you? Welcome. There, there <laughs> should be, there should be some, um, uh, uh, cr- uh constructive hazing. There should be some like test of character, some, I'm perfectly okay with who the fuck are you? Yeah. And you know, that I can't say that that doesn't happen all the time. It definitely does. When we get new guys to come in the unit, I'm sure every unit's the same. If you're the new guy, you're probably going to get fucked with a little bit. Because then once you're inside, you value it. You earned your way. It took me two years working at CrossFit before (laughs) I could be friends with Dave. He fucking, he hazed the shit out of me. I would know CrossFit. One time we pulled into a parking lot (laughs) at a fucking hotel and he parked so fucking close to me on purpose. We pulled up. We weren't friends. We didn't work in a long time. I knew he fucking hated me. He pulled up so close to me with his passenger side door while I was in my driver's door that I couldn't get out. And like, <laughs> and, and like, I've never, I've never known any mill guys. And I rolled down my window. I'm like, hey, dude, you parked so close to me. I can't get out of my car. And he just, he ignores me and gets out and walks into the hotel. He was, he was testing you. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm like, the little Berkeley hippie's like, you fucking asshole. That's all right. But yeah, it was all right. It fucking yeah. made me better. It took me Absolutely. a long time to develop the relationship. It made me fucking better. Absolutely. I'm so glad he gave me the opportunity. It, it was a sign of actually respect. Hey, I'm going to go out of my way to test you. He had to put effort in to do that to me. Right. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. It just popped in my head. No, it's all good. Um, so you were asking about when the gym started and stuff. So No, no, no. I was- sorry. I want to go back. So, so, so when you signed up, did you plan to uh, – did you think you were going to get fu- – did you – did you no. ever, did so, you ever think you deploy? I mean, you ended up in Afghanistan. You signed up at 18 to be a sniper. And then now you're end up in Afghanistan because national guards just part-time, right? Uh, that's what they tell you. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that's, uh, you're supposed to do one, one weekend a month and two weeks in the year, but the more, the more you gain rank, the more responsibility you get. So the more problems you deal with. So if I'm, uh, I'm a platoon sergeant now I'm in charge of 50 guys ish. And I, um, I get issues nonstop. I get guys texting me on a Monday, on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, outside of drill weekend. And they're like, Hey, my pay didn't come through my, you know, mom died. My, my dog isn't going to make it. My grandfather, grand, grandparents around drill weekend. Do you want to talk about pandemic Savon? that grandparents? So, so that, that is true. The uh, uh, drill weekend causes grandparents to get sick, sick and die. Yeah. A lot of them. 
Wow. And multiple times, so multiple deaths. They might have, you know, they might have. Is there a vaccine for that? Is there an inoculation for that? I don't know, but they definitely voted last uh, election. Yes. But <laughs> they sure did. Yeah. So, no, they, um, you know, they tell you it's it's a part time gig, but it ends up being a little bit more sometimes, which is fine because you sign up for it, right? Um, but no, I didn't, I didn't know when, what to expect in terms of deployment or anything like that. I, I, I heard that you know, six years in, you're going to deploy. That's pretty much what they said. And I was almost close. It was about four. And how did they know? How do they know? So it, you're telling me all national guardsmen at some point. Will not deploy? all most, oh. no, most. Yeah. Oh, um, I had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah. The national guard are pretty rarely deployed. Um, obviously the active duty serves a very important role and there's, you know, units at Fort Bragg that are responding within hours to go to global crisis. Like, like Afghanistan, uh, the, the withdrawal of Kabul, they, uh, they, you know, they were there in hours, but the national guard, um, has a, a cycle basically that you would get ready. Uh, you'd have a ready year. Then you'd go into your deployment year or your like source year. And then you would have this window to where you could be pulled from a pot of units to go and then, you know, do your tour. Then you have a reset year, some white years, and then you go back. That used to be the whole cycle. It's a little different now, but it's it's pretty close. Wow, that that's that's amazing. So there's a chance I, you get skipped. You know, if you're in that window and they're like, we don't want you, it's all good. You just skip. And you, but now you haven't deployed for, you know, five, ten years. So, so you know, you know, when you sign up that if you have a life, let's say you're, let's say, have a, uh, let's say you're the garbage man for the city and you could be like, Hey, got to put this job on hold. Yeah. I'm, I'm um, yeah. A lot of, a lot of the times uh, we have people that do all sorts of jobs in our, in my unit anyway. Um, and I'm sure Caleb can attest that knowing some guys, uh, but is he mixed it, right now? Is Caleb where, wherever he's deployed or they're probably national guard there too, or they're national guard. Ever? I don't know. Oh, he's not in his that, head. He's saying there, there are, yeah, I'm sure there is. Um, but a lot of the guys in my unit have tons of different jobs. They could be electricians, plumbers, cops, whatever. And we'll give them an employer letter and they'll send it to their supervisor and say, Hey, I got drilled this day, this day I need off. Uh, some, sometimes they don't even get paid. Um, some cops, if they're like too far into like their whatever days off to get their paid days off, they just won't get paid for it. So they, Holy shit. they'll get paid for drill, which is like, you know, they get like a free cheeseburger out of it, but uh, that's about it. I thought employers, that was some sort of law that employers had to keep paying. Yeah. You Sarah, it's, it's called you Sarah. It's basically you have to, you have to, you're supposed to keep your, your position employed. But when it comes to pay, if you don't show up and you're an hourly rate employee, they might just give you the day off and not dock you for not showing up to work. That's kind of how that would work, which kind of sucks. They give you the day. Yeah. They give you the day off. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, 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 so they have the gym open, you're deployed and you come back in a, in the same year in 2013. So, um, Meredith was a lady who, who owned the riverfront. And while I was deployed, she just had that location. When I came back from deployment, um, she started a second one, but while I was in Afghanistan, I actually met my now business partner. Uh, he was teaching a class at Kandahar CrossFit. I went there for like, we went there to drop off our principal, whatever we were doing. It was like a Tuesday. We always went to CAF on Tuesdays, the Kandahar airfield. And I, we had like four hours to kill. And my, you know, my section sergeant was like, Hey, just come back in three hours. Like we need to do whatever you want to come back in three hours. And I knew that a CrossFit gym there and I've been doing it for a while. So I'm, I'm addicted at that point. And I go in there. I'm like, 
Tom, are you, are you coaching a CrossFit class in Kandahar, Afghanistan? He's like, Hey man, what's going on? Yeah, I definitely am. I've been doing this for like six months. It's nuts. So crazy. Uh, Kandahar CrossFit is a nonprofit box serving civilian soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines from around the world deployed in the second largest city of Afghanistan. It's not there anymore, right? I don't know. I haven't been there in a while, but, uh, when I was there, it was, it was really cool. And, uh, there was actually a picture I did post on my Instagram. It was me doing like a clean with a bunch of band-aids and shit on my hand. Cause my hands were like bleeding, but it got posted on CrossFit main site. And that was from, uh, it said no egos in the background. And that so, was, so, uh, so you from. knew Tom in the States. Yep. I knew Tom from when we went to the riverfront together in right, 2011, okay. 2012. And then, uh, you know, we weren't really friends then. We just knew, I knew of him. And then, uh, when he was there, I met him there. And then when I came back, it was easy to kind of, to blend that together. Cause I, I wanted to start my own gym and I was going through all the, all the process to do that. I had, um, I was running space before this happened. I was running space for about, I think it was like two grand a month in Wilmington. And I was netting about 2,500 bucks and I was living in my friend's attic. So I was making like 500 bucks a month, just living off peanut butter and tuna fish and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, um, when I'm about to go sign a lease, it was a, it was probably like a $250,000 lease for this really, you know, shitty little building. And Tom actually called me and he, he said, Hey, I know what you're about to do. Um, why don't we have some beers and talk about this? So I went over to his house, we drank some beers and he was like, Hey, I, I need a business partner and I know what you're about to do. You want to own a CrossFit gym? He's like, I have one. So why don't you just be an owner here? I was like, well, fuck, that sounds great. So that's what I did. When, when, what's the earliest you remember lifting weights or training, just training period? Maybe in high school. I wrestled in high school. So I remember doing like the pegboard and stuff like that in high school. Um, I don't, I wasn't really strong. I'm not really strong now, but I, uh, I didn't really start lifting weights till maybe like sophomore, junior year of high school. Um, and when, and that was the first time like you ever did like a lap machine or like, like, Seated yeah, press or like, did you do just all the normal stuff? The bench, the lap machine, the seated press, the fucking skull crushers, all that. Stuff? Oh, the skull crushers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not as good as Hiller with the skull crusher. I, I heard he's <laughs> like a professional skull crusher. He is but, a professional skull crusher. But he, uh, but that's yeah, how you started. That, that was your, yeah. The norm, I, mean, I played the normal. sports growing up. I did football. I had, um, during high school, I had like this, this is like the weirdest story of my life, but I used to play professional paintball. So I like traveled the country as like a 15, 16 year old to go play professional paintball tournaments. All wow. Around. Super cool. So fun. And is that where the whole sniper thing came in too? You think <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Um, maybe I think it was like a correlation probably, but I, I had already been, um, you know, playing for a long time. And then I don't know what year is that? That was avalanche. I don't know. That was a long time ago. I didn't send uh, I didn't send Caleb my notes for this show. And I yeah, always do. I always send him my notes. And I yeah, so this today. Was, I got back from Kandahar in September and then I played a tournament in Las Vegas in October and I spent way too much money in Las Vegas, but it was fun. Uh, when, 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 um, sit down, dude. I, I always did some sort of, I get, I guess I always did some sort of workout. I don't know when I started, maybe like, when I was at city college or something, but I always just went with friends to the YMCA and they yep. did stuff and I just followed them around. I just went just to like talk with them and hang out with the guys, but then I would just do whatever and let them make fun of me. But, but I would still try, you know what I mean? Like they put two twenty five on and I'd be, then I'd be like, okay, take off all the way. <laughs> and they would laugh. And that's awesome. 
Uh, but I had no interest in um, teaching until I found CrossFit. Yeah. Like, like uh, almost like, um, let's say you were into, um, let's say you were a kid and you were wondering what happened uh, when you die. And then all of a sudden you get introduced to Christianity and you just can't even fucking believe that, that there's the answer for you. And so then all of a sudden you want to become a priest. Yeah. You want to be, you know what I mean? Like, what, what was it like that for you? Or did you always want to, did, did you want to be a um, coach? Did you want to share fitness before you found CrossFit or did you find CrossFit and you were like, holy shit, everyone has to know about this. That, I mean, that is what happened. But when I was a trainer at Total Fitness, I had a client who was- uh, Like, I would have done that to meet girls. Like, if you would have ever caught me at, at like, 24-hour fitness, it would have been to meet girls. Yeah, and I- and As I, a trainer. Met, I'm sure I met plenty of girls doing that. But, um, so- I, I like the way you answer that. Was, it's, a, uh, it's foggy. It's foggy. Yeah, it's foggy. I don't know. Uh, but when I was a trainer there, I had a client, and he was, he was severely overweight, he's uh, type 2 diabetic, and- when he would come train, I, I tried everything with this guy and all I could have him do was walk with me. So we walked for, I don't know, you know, 30, 40 minutes at a time. And then I realized that that little benefit to him was significant. Uh, even though it wasn't much out of my, you know, no skin out of my game. It was just, uh, it was a lot to him. And that kind of got me into the mindset of like, well, if I can help this dude, I'm sure I can help. Uh, that was a different lady. Uh, but but yeah, that's that kind of spun the the wheels in my head. Like, wow, this is really cool. Like, people can change their entire life like this. And I didn't know about CrossFit yet. I was still doing like main site workouts and just kind of making my clients do, you know, probably terrible, terrible workouts that were programmed back then. But when I found that you could become a, a trainer with CrossFit, it was um, it was definitely a, a light bulb went off, and I was like, this is how every human being should be training. Um, because it's, it optimizes who you are genetically, you know, this, this client you had that you could only walk with, how old were you when you had that client? Uh, I think I was like maybe somewhere between 16 and 18. Uh, cause I, I was young in high school. So I was like a year back. I think I graduated high school at 17. And, and you <clears> weren't <throat> at that, you were mature enough at that point to, um, it's, it sounds like that was like an experience for you where you actually enjoyed Instead of being like, fuck, it's this guy. You were like, fuck, I'm glad I can help this guy. Like, like somehow, it be, you know, I know 16-year-old boys, I know we're pretty dumb, but somehow sentimentally that hit you. Yeah, it did because I saw like, you know, I come from a family. Um, I, I love my family very much, but none of them work out really. Um, and, you know, some of them are uh, a little more unhealthy than, than others. So I kind of had that growing up and I just saw, I was like, man, this is like, this isn't just my family. This is like a lot of other people. Um, and I just decided like, I will never be like that. And I don't want anybody that I'm associated with to, to live their life that way. Not because of, you know, whatever it's just, that's not healthy. And that's not, it doesn't optimize your, the experience you can have in life. You know, like if you're, if you're always bogged down by your depression or your weight, it's, it's going to inhibit you from doing tons of other things that are out there that you are available to enjoy, you know, they, um, there were these chairs at the amusement park and I thought that, and, and I thought the chairs, you know, when I went to the amusement park as a kid and you, I'm sure you've seen this too, they would have like a cartoon character with this hand out like this. And if you were taller than his hand, you could go on the ride. So recently I saw a chair at an amusement park and it says, do you fit in here? Oh shit. 
And I and, and and I've seen it at this amusement park by my house. We have a we have a boardwalk by my house, like a like a it's just on the water and there's the Ferris wheels and all that shit. And I've seen this chair a million times. And I thought it was for kids to sit in. And if the kids were too small in the chair, they couldn't go on the ride. Well, yet a couple of days ago, I was talking to someone on the phone and they were telling me about the chair. And I'm like, oh yeah, you've seen that. And they're like, yeah, dude, that's for that's if you're too fat. Yeah, I thought it was. They now have a fucking chair that if you can't fit in, you can't go on the ride. It's like a, it's like a fat test chair. Yeah, it sucks. And I mean, I'm, I'm not the tallest person and my fiance, will tell you that I'm five, six, but I'll argue with her until we die that I'm five, seven, right, but right. I, I had a really tough time. But you won't go near a tape measure. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, and I'll always wear running shoes because they give you a little more, a little right. more loft. But it's, I mean, the same thing as being a short kid is that sucked. And you're looking at the sign and that's something that, you know, you're going to grow up kid. Like you'll be fine. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultimate guide to Disneyland for yeah, that's fucking wild. I, I tried uh, the chicken fat t- fat chair, and then this is what came up. <laughs> During a recent trip to Disneyland, a plus size mom realized how different different it was to experience Disneyland with a larger body. Disneyland rides for obese people can be challenging, but no one talks about it. But we here at the seven we're podcast, talking about it. we talk we're, about yeah, it. Yeah, we're talking about it today. Yeah, that's unfortunate, but we also have the cure for that. If Disneyland wants to get behind us, you know, they can they can start up a CrossFit gym and hey, you're you're a little too big to ride this ride. Why don't you come down to Disneyland CrossFit camp and we'll uh you know you'll, you'll be Mickey Mouse will be everywhere. You can still experience Disneyland, but you're gonna be required to do CrossFit every morning and walk everywhere and you'll lose all the weight and you can fit on all the rides and have a great life. So you you enjoy so you you knew at that point. It's a pretty early age. Were you concerned at that age already that your parents might die because of their health or not your parents, but your family members? Were you like, no, they're not. You know, my mom and dad aren't there. They take care of themselves. I was more like my extended family. Yeah. Um, But no, my, my dad played hockey. He was actually from California and he, San Jose area. And he, uh, he would play hockey. He still plays hockey now. He's, you know, almost, I think he just turned 60, but he's, uh, but he had both his knees replaced and he drank soda and I tried to tell him to stop. He doesn't listen to me. Um, but my mom walks everywhere. Um, she, you know, she, they're still, they're still doing something active. They're just not doing this. But, so, you, but, but you know, at a young age, so that's kind of where you, maybe you get the bug already. Yeah. Cause I saw it at home or, you know, at family gatherings or, or events or whatever, Thanksgiving, Christmas. And then it, it made me like think differently when I went into a Walmart or uh, the Acme. And then I'm looking around like, Oh, there's a lot of people that need help like this and they won't ever ask you for it. Do you ever approach those people? Have you ever gone have up to someone who's like just fucking way unhealthy and been like, yo, come to my gym. I'll hook you up. Let's, yeah, do, let's I, party. I have before, or I'll go like second hand to somebody like, Hey, I know you got that buddy. Uh, why don't you just drag that dude into class? Or like your mom needs to come in here. Yeah. Um, just things like that. But I've only had like, I can count on my hand how many times I've walked up to a stranger and said, Hey, how you doing? My name's Steve. I own across the reconstructed down the street and I'll, you know, right down the street in the, um, the supermarket. And they're like, great. That's awesome. So I would love for you to come do a class. And they're like, why well, can't do that? And then I go into like a whole spiel of, well, yes, you can kind of thing. But I, um, I don't know if this is appropriate, but it has never stopped me before. I, I would challenge every fucking and, and, and I'm to- and I'm open to being way off face. I would challenge every fucking gym owner. That's what you do. Yeah, I mean, right? you're walk up to someone at least once a week. That's fifty two people a year. Yeah, who's who's a hundred pounds overweight, and offer your services. Be like, hey man, I I 
I, I feel you. I, I think you're, you're on, like, just give them the hard talk. I suspect you're on medications. I can help you get off that shit. I mean, I just have seen Greg do it so many times and you guys have that cure. I mean, I always tell this yeah. story. I've seen him do it. He walked up to a guy at, um, who was uh, getting a Coke out of a, a Coke machine. I've actually seen it happen exactly like this twice. And he said, Hey, that shit's going to give you diabetes. And the person's 200 pounds of weight. And both times they looked at him and they go, I already have diabetes. You know what I mean? It's like, oh fuck! Yeah. And then Greg's like, dude, you got to get into my gym. Yeah, you got to, you got, you know. And it's just like, it, it's it's uncomfortable as shit, but it's like you guys are the masters. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's everybody. Who cares that, if they say no? It's not like you're thing, like who cares? Like like, yeah. it's still your job to fish these <clears throat> fish these people out of the, like I don't know if to yeah kind of at least to throw them the the lifesaver in the deep end and be like grab on dude I'll pull you to the side. That's exactly what it is. Like you you give people choices right, and they have to decide for themselves. And it's really intimidating for them to take the first step. And then especially- And like it's the, intimidating for you too. As I absolutely. say it to you, I'm like, fuck, I don't, like I'm pretty ballsy, but that's hard to go up to someone and basically say, hey, something's wrong with you. I, everyone sees something's wrong with you. In today's society, that is like, you're, you're putting a red X on your forehead when you do that because, okay, I'm going to go out of my way to do something that I know is going to be beneficial for this person, but they're going to take it as offensive. And then it depends on how it's going to turn into something after that. And if they can, you know, let their ego slide to the side or maybe just be vulnerable for five minutes, they'll understand that we are good people. We're trying to help the community. We don't make shit for money in terms of, you know, in the grand scheme of things, there's plenty of other jobs that have. It's 90% help and 10% you're trying to make money because it takes such courage for you to walk up and say that. Absolutely. But at the same sense, like if I wanted to go get a different, but it's a hundred percent help humanity. Yeah. And humanity needs CrossFit, but we, there's plenty of jobs in the market today that you can go get, um, you know, certified for, or, you know, finish your degree in whatever studies and go get a six figure job, but it doesn't help anybody. You know, you can make, uh, you know, 50 grand a year being a head CrossFit coach and change your entire community which one do you want to live with? And there's a definitely a, a median between there too, right? There's great gym owners that capitalize on, you know, monetizing their, their business for sure. But, um, we don't have the, I guess the backing to fight against like what Mr. Little dog said, McDonald's, uh, it's tough to fight against a big corporation that just blasts TV every five minutes Hey, these cheeseburgers are amazing. These are great. These are good for you. You're going to love it. But, and I could say the same thing about CrossFit. Come here. Your endorphins will go away. You'll, you'll, you'll be going crazy. You'll love this shit. It's so fun. There's really nice people here. And the connections you make are good for your life. There's cops. There's firefighters. There's teachers. There's lawyers, nurses, whatever. They're good people. You get to be surrounded by them just for walking in the door. Yeah. Um, uh, Steve Bart, coach at Reconstructed CrossFit owner, there is a restaurant someone sent me a picture of recently in Las Vegas on the strip. And it says, if you weigh 350 pounds, you get to eat here for free. And then two weeks later, I had a dude on the podcast who, who said he went to that restaurant when he got on the scale there, he weighed 450 and it fucked him up. Right. He was like, I, may, yeah. maybe it was Dan Beeler. I can't remember, but he said it fucked him up. It was like, Oh shit. And, um, that, that could be another thing. Um, uh, a sign in front of your CrossFit gym, weigh 350 pounds, come in and start working out for free. 
Like, fuck I mean, you. They, they, they're giving away food. Isn't it amazing? Imagine, like, uh, I, I was just thinking about a brothel. And then it kind of like went down. It, it, it also <laughs> slow. But like, how, first of all, how does a brothel advertise for employees? But that's a whole. That should be a whole show. I don't know. I don't but know. um, but just think like instead of a place where it's like, hey, come fuck, hey, come work on yourself. Like, hey, in, instead of like go down the road of debauchery and dehumanizing yourself and other people. And I don't yeah, mean to attack. Heart attack real. Yeah, crazy, right? It's really like, fucked up. Why can't there be a place that say? Why can't there be a place that saves people? I mean, there is obviously it's all the CrossFit gyms. Does they have it piss- a burger called the Triple Bypass Burger. Does it piss you off at all? I I don't know where you stand on the whole COVID thing. Does it piss you off that um C- CrossFit has the cure for the world's most vexing problem, the solution, not in ter- not only in terms of diet, um, uh, a movement, but also mm-hmm. like you are just really emphasizing support and acceptance that we haven't heard anything from HQ about that in, in, since the pandemic hit. Yeah, I think like, you know, if Greg was there, he'd be fucking screaming that shit. Like we'd yeah. see him get arrested. Yeah, he definitely. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, yeah, he didn't care. Right. He, he wanted to just get the message out and make well, sure he was dedicated. He was dedicated to the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the people that come, you know, into the affiliates, they understand that this is a requirement to be healthy. Uh, it's there's very few people on the planet that can get away with being perfectly healthy without exercise and diet. I don't know those people. I've never met them, but I'm sure there's one or two, but we all know that when we show up here, I do my gym's class 5am every day. I love it. It's just, I start the day that way. If I'm not coaching it, I'm, you know, I'm taking the class, but, um, we all have this understanding that this is a non-negotiable requirement for us to live a very long and healthy life where most people don't, they don't see that in the first week or month or three months of their training, because everything's hard. Have you ever been on a ruck march? Like rucking 50 pounds is fucking hard as shit. Now just walk around being 150 pounds overweight. That's gotta be miserable. Right. We had that's but, the Danny Beeler lost, was on the podcast. He lost 150 pounds. And yeah. then right when he lost 150 pounds, he put on 150 pound, a ruck and walked. He said it was a, it was insanity. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's so, yeah. it's so bad. Uh, it's, it's gotta be, I don't think I can do that. What's the most you've ever rucked by the way? 103 pounds. How far did you go? Four miles. How long did that take? Uh, like a little over an hour. Oh, he's, he did, he did it in, uh, he did 150 pounds in 30 minutes. It's pretty, it's pretty good for a dude. It's pretty good. Yeah. And he was still 300 pounds at the time, dude. That's a giant pack. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I mean, sorry. So, 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 go on. So, all the people in your at reconstructed CrossFit, they know. I feel they, like they, they do. have yeah, to I mean, do this. Yeah, it's it's got to be a an understanding that for you to show up here and to put yourself through this shared suffering with everybody else in the class, nobody gives a flying fuck about your score. Uh, we don't care about you know how much you can snatch. Like that's awesome. If you PR, that's awesome. We don't care. But if you're in here every day, you know that you're pushing off the nursing home, like Greg always said. And that's that's a big uh, point that I try to make with people is when they come in, look, you might not go to the CrossFit Games tomorrow. You definitely uh, probably won't. But you will be able to add some time to your life because without this, you are really putting yourself behind the curve of everybody else who does it. You know, like I plan on living until I'm 100. That's my that would be so cool. 
That right? would be cool, by the yeah. way. I like that. You're the first person in over 500 episodes that said that on the show. Yeah, well, I think I it's might important. Use, I might use that. Can I use that going forward? Dude, you, this is your show, man. You do whatever you want. But, I live to 100, too. That's dope. That is a good goal. Yeah, it's a great goal, right? And, I, don't but hurt, you, I don't want to hurt people, and I want to live to 100. So then if somebody comes to you with a goal like that, what is your answer? Well, hey, try to avoid drinking every weekend. Try to avoid cigarettes. Try to avoid drugs. Try to avoid crazy things that you know, are going to take time away from that goal. And then what do you add in? You add in, you know, really good, clean food that you're either killing yourself or you're getting from the market that doesn't have a ton of ingredients or zero. And then you're training four or five times a week. You know, your body needs rest for sure. The old CrossFit model is great. Three on one off. I think that was one of the best things that uh, people could ever learn from that is you do need a day of rest, but the days that you're training, you better be fucking training. You're only here for an hour. What are you doing for the rest of the day, right? You're not sleeping for eight because nobody does that. Uh, but that's really important too if you want to live long. A lot of people's sleep sucks. And if you're if you're going to spend one hour of your day training and only six hours of your day sleeping, what are you doing with the rest of it, right? There's a lot of other time in there that could be either really detrimental to your, your goal of 100 or really impactful for it. A lot of people that sit down all day. Um, you know, they could be standing up, they could be walking around, they could be doing push-ups and burpees and on the hour. Uh, I had a friend, Josh Reed, he, he was a coach at the CrossFit room front that I was talking about and he stopped doing CrossFit. Uh, he stopped doing it and he had a job that took him from nine to five every day, but he had to do it from home because of COVID. So every hour on the hour, he'd do 15 burpees, 15 push-ups, and 15 like air squats or something. Yeah. He's like, I lost, he's like, I lost 50 pounds. All yeah. my, all my COVID sad weight, it's gone just from doing that. Right. You don't need to go nuts, but you got to do something. You know, hey, dude, have you ever known any? Do you know any um, box? Have you ever known any professional fighters? Known? No. Uh, there's a guy at my jujitsu gym who has a fight this weekend, but he's not a professional, but he's really cool and awesome. They do this thing like you'll just be standing with them, like the, the Robert Guerrero, the ghost. Whenever I've hung out with him a few times through Dave Castro, and you'll just be sitting around in a circle and he'll just be like this. And you're just talking and you're talking about like kids or it's just what he does. So you just, you're talking to him and all of a sudden he'll just be like, Hey, it's just in the zone. Yeah. It's what he does. And so when I'm, when I'm, um, uh, at home by myself or if 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 I'm just in the garage, like watching, watching UFC or just whatever, watching, studying, let's say watching uh, yesterday, I was, uh, I was uh, listening to a podcast you were on and, um, I just, I, I put the podcast on and I um, set an interval timer and I'm not even trying to work out, but I no. just take a 30 pound dumbbell and I just do slow snatches, really slow one. You know what I mean? Put it down, breathe, just work on crazy because it's what I know. Yeah. It's just, I, I'm not yeah. even, I'm not even trying to work out. It's just what I know. It's how I fidget. I don't, it's just how I fidget. And it's yeah, like and your buddy, it's like your buddy that's, he was, a, he worked out, he did it and he lost weight, but it's also just how we fidget as crossers. We've taught ourselves habits, a good, good fidgets, good. Like, you know, like if you were bored, uh, some, some people were bored, they'd go like watch some porn and jerk off in their room. You'd probably be like, oh, I'm going to go. I'm, I've never um, sprinted 30 seconds, rested two minutes. I'm just going to go outside and do that. I got a couple hours to kill. Throw a football around, play spike yes. ball, go play golf. Yes. That's the thing is like, yes, we, get, we do, we do, we have different habits. Yes. But for a long time, when we looked at the, the CrossFit model, it was like, this is all you do. And people got really focused on 
the gym aspect of CrossFit. And they always forget that last line in fitness of a hundred words. What does that say? Regularly learn and play new sports. And that is like the forgotten part of that whole thing is like, go out, use your, you're getting super strong and super fit and super fast and awesome. Go outside and use that crap. Go play volleyball, go, you know, learn a new hobby, play disc golf, whatever. I don't care, but you got to go enjoy the, the things that are out there for you to do with this fitness that you've just worked so hard to get, right? That thing we, we talked about a few minutes ago was like, you're, you're unable to do these things if you're overweight or if you're, you know, whatever. But once you earn the right to do them, get the fuck outside and go do yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. I totally agree. Um, going back to that, that, that question I had for you in regards to a messaging from HQ, is there anything that the gym owners want from headquarters? Like, would you have wanted that? Uh, obviously, you guys don't want HQ to bring heat onto the gyms. Yeah, I mean, we get enough heat already when people come from Orange Theory and they're like, CrossFit's really hard, isn't it? I'm like, no, you just don't know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, but we have we have a stigma in the gym that when people come in, I'm not ready to do that. It's too hard for me to do that. I think that if HQ, like I loved what Greg was doing with the old people in the uh, house with the fucking water jugs. You did like, like that. Loved it. Okay. Loved it. Because if I show that to like my friend's grandfather and he's like, well, hey, I used to play rugby when I was 18. Like, cool. Then you probably have some muscles that are waiting to get worked up and, you know, let's go do something. Um, and they're always like, well, I can't deadlift a barbell. Like, no shit. You don't need a barbell. You need a can of, you know, tuna or something. Just put it over your head. Do something that's a little bit more challenging than just existing in life. Right. Uh, so, so you would like, so what you would like from CrossFit is resources or media that, that, that showcases the, the um, ability of, for everyone to do CrossFit. Dude, you know what I want to see as a specific example is a, a video <laughs> that would show somebody like me going up to somebody in, in a supermarket and have the whole interaction from like that. Oh, to, shit. To like, they can do a push up now, right? Hey, what does that look like? All right, so we just met. You feel weird. I feel weird. But you come into the gym. I high five you. You're awesome. You come in, you meet five people. And then you come back the next day and they all remember your name. And then you come in, you, instead of getting on the bike today, you did the 400 meter, but you walked in. You like, that's a fucking giant win for you. And then a couple Dude. minutes later, you know, it flips to a video of you, you know, learning how to do a dumbbell snatch. You're actually doing a burpee off of the box and you're on the ground now and you can get, get yourself off the ground. And then, Fast forward, boom, you just knocked out a push-up. You're fucking amazing, right? Nobody, I don't need to get that lady to like fast forward all the way till she can do like 30 unbroken ring muscle-ups. Right, I right, just need to right. make sure that we prove that this training methodology gets you back to being a, a formidable human being in, in the world, right? Your, your, your ability to do things is increased by your skills that you learn and develop here. You're pushing away the day when you can't wipe your own ass. Yes, you're fighting that away. That is your that should be your fight all the time. Ben Bergeron uh, has like my favorite quote of all time. It was um, a distant. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna fuck this up. It was a distant goal on a very narrow horizon or something like that. Right? Yeah. It's just a very a slow trajectory on a distant horizon. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And that to me, as you know, when I was like young mid twenties. I, I loved the competition aspect and I still do. I love watching it. And it's so fun to see these athletes are unbelievable. But for me personally, 
um, I got to a point where I was like, nah, I think, I think I really want to just live till I'm really old and have like an awesome life. I hear it all the time. They're like, man, you fucking play golf every day. You go to jujitsu. You just do CrossFit. Like that's crazy. I wish you have this, this free time. Like that's not free time. It's like, I blocked that time out to do that stuff. Right. So I want to Killer, there's that. no fucking way you're going to do that. You pussy. You're not going to do 100% it. do that. He will He's not going to do it. He's hey, got balls. Hey, if, if, if I'm HQ and I just heard that idea, so, so let's say I just heard that idea and I was running the media department. I would immediately call Greg and I'd be like, Hey, I need a $50,000 budget. He'd be like, first, fine, no problem. And then I would immediately make a challenge to all fucking CrossFit gym owners. I'd say, I'll pay any of you a thousand dollars for a five minute video of showing you going to, to someone who's large bodied and being like, Hey, come to my gym and, and then show them just the first day in their gym. That's all I would ask. How awesome would that be? Yeah, fuck, dude. That's amazing. And dude, and what that would do is that would inspire all for 50 grand. Then you'd have 50 videos and that would inspire and you could just and you could show them like crazy. Yeah, dude, that's, it's, that's it's worth to see. spend three hundred and sixty five thousand dollars on and show uh, start an Instagram account and show one of those every single day. Why not? That'd be really cool. Dude, every every affiliate would be there being like, okay, let me see how Steve did it. Okay, let me see how Joe did it. Okay, let me see how – and all you got to do to make a 1000 bucks is go in with your iPhone, ask someone if they would come to your CrossFit gym and work out with you. They go to your CrossFit gym and show them walking through them the, like their first day. You don't even have to like stretch it out a month like you were saying. Right. It could be, it could be, be the first dope. day. Yeah, that's 50K. Oh, 50K, you ain't doing shit, boy. You ain't doing shit. <laughs> I love what he's doing. He's awesome. Um, no, I think that would be really cool to see people actually, you know, show the, the actual vulnerability of what it is to be, um, maybe a suppressed version of yourself, right? Because under all that fat or all that, whatever is somebody that wants to perform and to, that's what we do. That's what that is. When I'm 10 pounds lighter, fucking muscle up, start just raining off. You're flying around everything. Yeah. I start my whole fucking, the whole landscape of the world changes for me. And I'm not even a fat guy, regardless of what that lady told me the the other day. The simple analogy of like doing anything with a weight vest on. Everybody's like, man, that's fucking sucks. Doing Murph with a weight vest compared to doing it without so much easier. No shit. Yeah. Right. Imagine if you, that weight vest was just your body and you couldn't take it off. And it's just how you live your life. That's Have really you ever done Murph without a weight vest? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, because I've never used a weight vest, but I thought for sure you were going to say, no, I've never done it without. No, some, day, some <laughs> there's been some years where I'm like, I want to run these miles so hard that I come back and throw up. And I'm like, I can't yeah. do that with a weight vest on. So I run like a, try to run like a six and a half minute mile or something or a little bit faster and then get back and like sprint through all the stuff and then try to run the next one. But Hey, if, someone t- if, if you go up to someone too, who's a hundred pounds overweight and you're like, Hey man, I really want to bring you into my uh, gym and, and just train you just come with me one day. And they tell you to fuck off. Like okay. you should still feel so fucking good that you tried to like, uh, um, uh, you, you, like I've never asked someone, Hey, do you need help with your groceries? And they say no. And I'm offended. Right. Like, why would I be offended? I don't care. I'm trying to get, yeah. I'm trying to offer you yeah. uh, a way out of, you know, the, the shitty situation that you're in. But if you like that, if you like where you're at, then I'll go fuck myself. It's fine. I don't need to do yeah. that. Or you if know? you're just not ready. I don't know. No one, no one really likes it. Do they? No one's really happy. No one's really happy. A hundred pounds. I don't know. Away, right. I don't know. The, uh, the media would tell you otherwise, I'm sure. But, uh, I'm not happy when I, when I, um, uh, eat too much in one meal. Yeah. When you got to sit on the toilet for a couple extra seconds, you know, 
I've never, I've never eaten so much and, and, and gotten so full that I'm like, oh, I'm really glad I did this to myself. <laughs> like I've never, not at 50, I've never said that once. Yeah, no. So I, I can't imagine that people are walking around super pumped to, you know, have knees that are sore and, you know, have trouble getting out of their car and using walking sticks and stuff like that. Like that's got to suck. Is it hard having um, three gym owners? When I see that, I, 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 I panic. It gives me anxiety that there's three of you, that you have to actually get along with two other people. So we, we butt heads a lot. We butt heads a lot, but, um, it's all, it's all like for the betterment of the, of the affiliate, because I might have a great idea that I think is a great idea, but then in reality, it's kind of a stupid fucking idea. We shouldn't do it. And I'll have those two to check me or vice versa or whatever. Uh, we actually have a head coach, uh, Stephanie McConnell. She, she runs our, our day-to-day stuff, you know, midday stuff. And all three of us outside of this have other jobs. Um, so we kind of have given her autonomy over the entire thing. And we, we obviously all four of us talk a lot. Um, but she, you know, she's changed this place to make it so much more inclusive and, um, cleaner. And what was her name? Stephanie McDonald McConnell McConnell. Yeah. Um, um, even when you come on this show, is she like, Hey, do, do, do they get, do they get nervous or jealous or anything like that? Like, nah, hey, th- like oh. 10 seconds before you send me that text, they're finishing up the nine o'clock class and they're just like, crush it, dude. Like pretend like you're Joe Rogan and just pretend like you're on mushrooms and talk to Savannah and be awesome. I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. What, what did you guys do during the, yeah, awesome. um, yeah, she looks like a friend of mine. Uh, uh, she looks like this friend of mine, Danielle Edmondson. It's a trip. I saw that picture. Yeah, she she finished fifty sixth in the in her age division at the in the quarterfinals. She's really close, and now she's training her ass off. She wants to go to the games next year. Wow! Yeah, she's really cool. She's awesome. She's, we have all, that 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 lady's. You said age division. She's already in the masters. She doesn't even look thirty five. Yeah, she's forty to forty four. Crazy. I think, or maybe I don't know. I'm not going to age her. She's awesome. Um. Uh. So you do. So you do butt heads. And and what what does that look like? Like. Um, you want to, you think you guys should start, have a 5am class on Sundays and no one else does, or you think you guys should invest in sleds or you think you should switch locations. It's like dumb shit shit like like that. that. Yeah. It's like, it's dumb stuff. Like, Hey, we have five sleds. We need eight sleds. It's like, well, you know, the budget doesn't allow that for this month. We're going to have to wait a month. We're like, well, why don't we just fucking just do it? And and shit, dumb shit like that. Right. We need more rags. We need more, you know, the Cintas people that come and drop off our paper towels. Uh, let's change their schedule. What does it matter? Like, what about, not, what about COVID? How did, what, what about like COVID it, was awesome here. So we put up, it was during, um, like Christmas when we were allowed to come back into our gym, which Christmas we did of what year, Christmas of 2021 that no, like before that, like the end of 2020. Okay. So we put up the way our, our gym set up is there's two storefronts. How long are, were you guys closed? I think like three months, but in the oh, three months, fuck. yeah. Um, we, kind of painted the whole thing over again like we, we used it to our advantage okay um, cool landlord uh, not really but okay yeah uh it's a different landlord now so he's i think it's like his son or something i don't know if he died or what but it's a different person now and they're actually really good uh the old one was kind of weird but we had um we put up wrapping paper all over the front windows so it was like oh it's just christmas we're decorating and like inside we just did crossfit Oh, so it was kind of like a speakeasy okay. almost. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for because, saying that. Because that could have been, that could have been, I, I love that comparison. Uh, that could have been, um, 
I'm, I'm picturing like, what if you had a, a gym owner who was like, Hey, no one can come in here unless they're vaccinated. And then you had another gym owner who was the exact opposite is like, Hey, I don't want anyone who's vaccinated. Like that, that shit could have happened. Yeah. And it could have gotten squirrely. Yeah. And earlier on, like we were on the team. It's like, Hey, if you have COVID, like just don't come to the gym. I don't care if you're vaxxed or not. Like, just don't tell me. I don't, whatever it is. Like most people were advocating you should get it. Some other people were like, you shouldn't, but then it was, look, I, I don't care if you're going to come in here, just do CrossFit and then go home. If you have COVID, don't do CrossFit. Go somewhere else. Do CrossFit at home. Uh, Katie. Uh, she, oh, she's the, she's awesome. Sheree, uh, Steve dropped in. Say that again. She's from CrossFit uh, Hard Knocks down in uh, Kentucky. I went there for uh, army school and I worked out there every morning. They're, they're like the nicest people in the world. So in all three of you saw eye to eye on that. Like a kind of a don't ask, don't tell policy. Hey, hey, we're we're not we're not going down that road. This is a place to work out. Like fuck you if you are, fuck yeah. you if you're not. Me like the, just come in here and, and yeah. Do I don't want to. I'm not going to talk politics at dinner. Well, maybe with you if I get to go have dinner with you. But right. I'm not going to have politics. Uh, you know, on at the whiteboard because these people right. got enough stress outside. They maybe have some family members that are you know suffering. Whatever. When they come here, we're here to do the wad. We're going to do the workout, and then we're going to go home. And if you want to text me offline, you have my number. Please do it. But when we come in here, let's just talk about thrusters and pull-ups, right? Did you did you lose any clients? Um, oh yeah, yeah. Because, because of because you wanted it to just be a place to work out, and, and you so didn't? there was yeah. There, when we opened back up, there was people that were like, "Just cancel my membership. I don't want to come back. Um, it's not safe for me." Things like that, right? And I was like, "You know what? No problem. When you're ready to come back, we'll be here." There's a couple of people that are still not back, and I don't think they're exercising at all from that point. It might be like a handful. The majority of people came back after a few months, you know, and luckily um, we had enough money to continue to pay staff, to continue to pay, you know, ourselves. And it, it was, we got really lucky, I think. So, and we have awesome members who stayed on board paying their memberships to help us pay for all that stuff. Right. So we ended up using some of the money for new equipment, like new rowers, new bumper plates. We got, what else is in here? Uh, a couple new GHDs, like things like that. So it worked um, out for us. Uh, Robert's asking, you were talking about living to a hundred. Are there any studies of current 95 to hundred year olds who, f to find out how much fitness they did in their life? You know what you won't see though? Uh, uh, someone said on the, on the podcast the other day, you won't see any obese people pretty much over 60, 70. Like once you start looking at older people, they're all skinny as shit. What I'll say to Robert is like, well, maybe I don't make it to a hundred. What if I get to 97? Isn't that really cool? Right. You know, like that's better than 67. That's, that's a whole nother life. I'm 32. So that's like a whole right. extra life that I would live. Right. You know, that's cool. But I do think that there's probably people out there that are from, you know, maybe indigenous cultures or things like that to where they are living that, that long because they don't have any of this Western influence, like crazy sugar in their drinks and, super fat, fast food that just crushes their bodies. And then they're also not consumed by their cell phones and they're not, you know, sitting at a desk for eight hours. They're probably like just grabbing rice out of a bucket and walking it down to the river. And they just do that for 97 years, you know? Uh, Caleb, can you bring up the new CEO's um, Instagram? Uh, Dan. Don Fall. Oh, Don, Don, Don Fall. I was, I was tripping on how, um, when, uh, Eric Rosa became CEO, his Instagram account overnight put on basically a hundred thousand followers. And now this guy's come on 
and he's put on 4,600 followers, let's say. I don't know how much he started with. Um, and I think that completely just my fucking two-cent analysis, my analysis is that the affiliates have – at that time, the affiliates – the hive was fucking swarming, right? All the bees were fucking going nuts. And now everyone kind of is back to work and has their head down. And they're just like, okay, hey, what's up, Don? And but but the affiliates aren't as um, so I'll say agitated. Every, yeah. The bees are in the hive working, right? Making honeycombs and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, and I'll I'll say something that might like ruffle some feathers, but um, you know, Don seems like a really good guy. He's a, I agree. a, Marine, I agree. a Marine platoon commander, and and all that. Like that's really impressive. And to have Dave say the things about him that he said, that's that's really that means a lot to me because I respect Dave a lot. Um, but personally, Don hasn't done anything for me or my gym or my community. So until he comes here and because yeah, what, what, what's, what's to say that six weeks from now, there's another CEO. There's been right. five, like four CEOs. You're one of them, right? There's, so, there's been six CEOs in the last four years, more or less. There, there was basically, there was the dude that Greg fired. Then there was Dave. Then there was Rosa. Rosa. Then there was uh, this other chick, Allison, and then now there's this dude, and then there was a president. And there, I mean, yeah. the turnover has been just insane at so, HQ. Yeah. So my point in saying that is like, what does the CEO mean to the ground level affiliate? They don't. Right. No offense, they don't really do anything for the affiliates in terms of marketing, in terms of education. Like, there's education, but we have to pay for it. It's a thousand dollars every time you want to go learn something from CrossFit, right. um, or I'll just watch <laughs> Andrew Hiller video. Right. By the way, he did just do an interview with um, Tommy and Sean uh, yeah. talking elite fitness and it's a three part. It, they've broken it into three parts, but I watched the first part and it, it, the first part's really good. Absolutely. I think what his plans are seem, you know, very genuine and real. And I think they are going to probably bring some benefit to the affiliates. I hope they are right. But I, I want to see it. I want to see it as a, as somebody who pays my fee every year. Like what, what does this get me? Just the name. And that's fine. You know, because at the end of the day, the name attracts a certain customer. The name, you know, kind of shuns a certain customer. So it's on the personalities running the affiliate to build their own brand. Because I know plenty of CrossFit gyms, um, not particularly in Delaware. Delaware is a really, really good CrossFit community. But um, in just around the world that are awful. They're awful. Like if you walked in there as somebody who is a little scared or intimidated, you're walking right back out. And that that sucks. But maybe they just need understanding of the philosophy a little bit better they need maybe some better you know strategies is to get clients and to keep clients and things like that what is your relationship been um well first of all how, how first of all how did how did you first hear about crossfit and then tell me about your um relationship with the methodology have you have okay. you like fallen in love with it fallen out of love with it come back to it have you had an ebb and flow so I, I picked up CrossFit in boot camp. Uh, the guy, one of our drill sergeants in 2008, um, was, uh, a CrossFit guy. I had no idea at the time, but when we were get, you know, getting haze or smoked or whatever, um, he would be like, Hey, go take this, uh, take this rock, run around the building and then do, do 10 pull-ups. There's many pull-ups as you can. I'm like, man, that was a hard workout. He's like, yeah, yeah, it was. All right, cool. Now we're going to go do this. All right, cool. So when we got done, I was like, what Caleb, why are you sorry? Sorry, Caleb, why are you laughing? Do you, did you have the same dude? No, but I feel like those are very similar stories. Yeah, so like <laughs> you had okay, okay. So I'm uh, you know, I go, I do this whole basic training, the military police, um, and, or uh, advanced initial training, whatever it is. And 
I get done the graduation. I'm just like 18 year old idiot. I'm like, Hey, where did you come up with all that shit? He's like, oh, CrossFit.com. They post shit every day. I'm like, Oh, really? He's like, yeah, I've been doing it forever. I'm like, Oh, cool. So this guy showed me in 2008, never heard of it really before then came back, joined the gym like the next week. Um, and that my, uh, my friend, Chris, he's actually gonna be my best man at my wedding next month. He started uh, frontline CrossFit with another guy, Joey. And those two together, Joey was a ranger and, uh, they, they basically taught me everything I know about CrossFit. And when you asked about falling in love or out of love with the methodology, I think I've always loved it since then, because I know that it's always different. And I, I feel like if you can't tell from now, I'm just very, like, I got a lot of trying to do a lot of things. Right. And, uh, it kept me interested originally. And then now, um, me and a buddy have a new year's resolution from last year that we were going to work out every day. He's stuck to it. I missed two days so far, but the consistency of like, whatever it is, who cares that finally clicked with me like this year. Um, and I, I'm trying to get that point across to everybody. It's like, you don't have to do every day, but no matter what it is, you just have to do it. You don't have to like it. It's just something you have to do. Why did, why did you miss two days? Uh, the first one I did a paintball tournament and I couldn't really walk after that because I didn't realize how smashed I'd be. Um, and I think we had like a bunch of, you don't get a wad credit for a paintball tournament. Well, that was the day before. And like the day I missed was the the Sunday after. Okay. Um, and then the other one was the day after my bachelor party this last Sunday. Uh, I just felt like death. Yeah. Hey, um, is, uh, those two guys who opened frontline CrossFit, are they still friends or do they hate each other? Yeah, No, they actually just hung out and, uh, Joey moved to Savannah, Georgia. He, he works, uh, with the army still as, as a civilian now. But um, Chris actually just went down to Savannah and they hung out. They're yeah, they're still friends. Wow, I don't know why I'm just convinced that if you go into business with someone, you're fucked. I'm just waiting for me and Susie to have a blowout. Sorry, you guys should just be honest with each other and you know whatever. Some motivational thing right there. So so now you're you're you, if you start in 2008, it's 2022. That's 14 years. Um, do you view, do you view it different? It's a trip because at 16, you already knew that, that working, that working out could be scaled down to walking. Yeah. I felt like I figured that out quick. Right. I feel you figured out modifications, but I had to, because this guy couldn't do anything. So I was like, I went through like, I was bodybuilding or whatever. And, you know, like doing uh Hiller skull crushers and stuff, but I, I didn't know what else this guy could do. So I was like, well, I'm going to go with the most basic human function that I know of. And that's walking and where the gym was, there was like a giant hill right outside. And I remember this hill just like murdering this dude. And I was like, fuck, this might be a good workout for him. He should probably just keep doing this. And he did. And he lost a bunch of weight and then he ran a 5k. There's that story. Oh shit. Wow. Yeah. That was really cool. We did us. It was uh, for a a fallen uh, police officer here in Delaware, uh, Joe Zerba. And they do it every year at my high school. And he did that one and we high five and he fucking finished it. It was awesome has has your perspective of the methodology changed on like have you gotten has it has it um what am i trying to ask here basically you know how your taste buds change as you get older yeah um has your has your thought of it changed like what it what it what you're truly holding like maybe in the early years you thought you were holding a hammer and now you look at it and it's also a uh, sponge and you're like wow like yeah i mean it when I looked at it uh, from a, like a competition aspect, I would always be trying to get stronger and faster and better at gymnastics and stuff, right? 
But once I stepped a little further away from that, like I still like, I'm going to do the open probably forever until the open's done, which I hope is never, but like, um, you know, the, the games this year was a really good refresher for some people, I think to realize like, Hey, we don't need a barbell every freaking day. We don't need to be, you know, maxing out our snatches and doing crazy things. It's very simple, right? Take the sandbag, put it on your shoulder. Who can do the most? Oh, that's really cool. That was my favorite event of the whole games. But in terms of like the methodology itself, um, the pirouette, the pirouette is something that that was cool. Yeah. That people who can get inverted can, can spend five minutes practicing in their affiliate. We all came back in here and tried the jump rope thing the next day. Yeah. Like, Oh shit. I haven't done this since I was like 10. Right. Maybe I should just, I'm not going to practice that, but I'll try it again. Right. But, um, like as far as the methodology goes, I do think like, it it's changed a few times because I think it matters who's programming it. And from my understanding, I think it's Austin Maliolo and James Hobart now doing whatever the, the day-to-day CrossFit.com stuff is. But um, the most programmed workout of all time in CrossFit, I'm pretty sure is a 5k run. If and I could be wrong, but I know Hiller will probably be like, you're an idiot or that's right. Um, but I think most people join CrossFit because they avoid running, not knowing that, we run too. We do a lot of other things. So I think the methodology has always been um, just enough variance for me to stay super engaged. I've done this since 2008. There was never a break where I, I stopped doing CrossFit. I did triathlon um, a couple of times, but I still would do our class workouts and stuff to prep outside of like the swim, bike, run stuff. Um, and then I'm training for a jujitsu competition. I still do the 5 a.m. workouts and I do jujitsu on the side. Like it's, it's just part of, it should just be part of your, your daily routine now. Right. Um, and that's what a lot of people fail to understand about of what will we do? It doesn't matter what it is. Just it's fitness on the board. We're just gonna go do fitness, right? The name itself just adds the, it has added a negative connotation, um, which sucks because it's so good for you. Just a little so bit of this. Good. So good for you. Yeah. And the people, the people are amazing. The people to be surrounded by like-minded people who just want to improve their lives. Oh, here Boom. we go. Wow. Boom. Wow. wow. Yeah. So that's between 2008 and 2013. Interesting. Um, by the way, I think Hobart and Maliolo do the program that you have to pay for as oh. an affiliate, but the programming is, is, as far as I know, has been the same guy since as almost as long as I've, uh, when I first got there, it was Greg and Lauren. And then it was Tony Budding. And then after that, it was this other guy who never wants his name told. And, uh, and he's been doing it ever since. But well, he's, he's, awesome, but he's very he close with Hobart. He's very, him and Hobart are very close. Well, he's awesome, whoever he is. Yeah, but I don't think anyone even knows his name, even though he's probably one of the most knowledgeable people in the world about CrossFit. Kind, kind of That's weird. Rich Browning, got it. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, when... Where do you go from being a, a, an affiliate owner? How old are you, Steve? I'm 32. I just turned 32. Um, do do you have a side hustle? Like, yeah. So where, I, where do you grow? I, I'm I'm guessing at some point it's just not enough. Like you get into it, and after like five or ten years, you're like, okay, I've done this. Now what do I do? Like, so do you invent I, a new I, piece of equipment, or do you open up a, a sidewalk cleaning business, or like, what do you do? There's not many sidewalks in Delaware. All right, but that's probably a lie. But uh. So I have my hands in a, diff- a few different fires. Um, I really like to be, uh, I like to cut, like collect dots and then connect dots. So I'm involved with the Green Bray Project. 
I'm a partner with them. Um, I'm involved with the We Defy Foundation. It's a, a foundation for veterans to do jujitsu. Um, I'm involved with uh, this thing called Arena Adaptive. It's about um, adaptive athletes and people with disabilities. And then I also started my own nonprofit last year with the help of eight other guys. Um, do you know Eamon Coyne from the Masters Fitness Collective? If I do, I, it doesn't ring a bell, but okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not great with names. That's all right. faces but so he's, he's part of this, but it's called shoot, move, communicate, um, um, redefining warrior culture. And we basically just have like retreats where we, um, you know, just drink whiskey and shoot guns and do jujitsu and CrossFit and stuff. And it's really fun. Um, but on top of that, I do, um, I work full time with the Delaware army national guard. Uh, so that's like my my nine to five kind of deal. And my job with them is the holistic health to fitness, uh, program manager. So originally I was hired to, uh, what does that mean? What, what, what does that mean? You're in charge of the, the, just the health of, uh, yes. your, your, I don't know what's it called. Your regiment, your crew, the whole Delaware guard. Wow. Okay. So 1600 soldiers. Okay. Um, but so my job with them is to basically work through, physical readiness, mental readiness, emotional readiness, spiritual readiness, and sleep readiness. That is the H2F model. And that's been my life for the past three and a half, four years or something like that. Um, what do you stopped, do? Do you send out an email to them once a week to these 1600 guys once a month? I do. I do a, a monthly newsletter. Mm -hmm. uh, I hosted seminars, uh, but more, more so I was uh, like a logistics dude. So they, we didn't have any resources in Delaware. We didn't have any nowhere to work out. So my, Number one initiative. Yeah, was fuck make, even having tires. You didn't even have a place to go and flip tires. Right. So okay. my number one initiative That's was crazy. That's fucking crazy. There well, there so it's not entirely true. There was a couple places that each armory had like a little gym. Okay. So what I did was like every one of these needs to be a CrossFit gym now. So I turned them into CrossFit gyms. So every all of the armories in Delaware are now they have fully functional CrossFit gyms, pretty much. Uh, right. Cool. Um and then on top of that, we built a $5 million, 5,000 square foot fitness center at our regional training institute, which is in Bethany Beach, Delaware. So it's like all the way to Southern Hub. And that is going to be fucking awesome. So like we have uh, the recruit sustainment process program. Uh, it's like new kids going into boot camp. They have to come through this area here. And for them to see that and to like get the exercise in there, hopefully that just like sparks some good stuff with them and there's a lot of cool initiatives that we've done with that. Um, we've gotten you're to an insane ambassador for CrossFit. You're an yeah. amazing ambassador because I'm guessing I see you up there in front of these 1600 guys being like, Hey you guys, this is the training center today. We're going to do this. This is a modified version of something I got from CrossFit. So and everyone's September. like, Oh shit, we're doing sin. This is a modified version of Cindy. And then they all start doing Cindy. And yeah. then, then you probably say to them, and by the way, if you want to keep doing this, there are local affiliates in your area Every or day. just find your local park. Every day. But yeah, so you're September, a beast. You're a beast. Thanks, brother. So yeah. September is a uh, National Suicide Awareness Month, uh -huh. and uh, the the J nine is like a, a section in the guard that basically has they deal with alcohol abuse, substance abuse, suicide, you know, crap like that. They asked me if I would be interested in creating a workout for people to do together, like a partner workout. I was like, "Fuck yeah, I want to do that." So I made three different versions. There's a beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And it's just like a, you know, it's, it's easy stuff, but it's all CrossFit because that shit works for everybody. Soldiers, old people, it doesn't matter. Um, does Delaware have, you know how like, um, CrossFit has like these people that are like reps. Yeah. George Dobbins from CrossFit Dover. He is the man. Okay. He is. Okay. So you're close with him. 
I know him very. Yeah, he just lives, you know, 40 miles away. So we don't hang out all the time. But um, every time I see him, it's always a high five and a hug and a what's going on, you know. He's a good um, dude. I have a, I have a, a friend who has a CrossFit gym and it has, let's say it has 600 members. And I'm like, dude, you're a fucking stud. Holy shit. And he's been doing it forever. And he used to have like, he used to have a bunch of gyms. Now, now he only has yeah, one. Yeah, he's jacked, dude. He's so jacked. Oh, wow. He's awesome, too. He's the nicest guy on the planet. And how this, um, uh, what's his name? George Dauber? George Dobbins. Dobbins. How big is his territory? Uh, he, so he works a lot with the Green Bray Project. And, you know, Chuck. But, I, but I mean, uh, I mean, for like for CrossFit, if he's the, the whatever they call oh, like the, the bad, the feel, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the region is for him, but I know we hopped on a couple calls uh, within the last year or two. And there was gyms from like Northern PA and Virginia. So he, it might be like West Virginia, Virginia, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland, Delaware. I don't know. Something like that. DC. Okay. That's what I'm guessing. That would be a region to me, like the mid Atlantic. Okay. But, uh, um, so so this friend of mine was like yeah but it's crazy and i said why he said because imagine like in the model he told me was and, and maybe i'm messing this up a little bit but i think the spirit of what i'm saying is right is that every month you lose three percent of your clientele so there's a thing called a churn rate that uh, i've learned about uh, i went to ben bergeron's business of excellence seminar back in 2015 and he discussed uh, the churn rate and churn rate is like who comes in who goes out so your churn rate needs to be like down to one yeah that was back that was that 2015 look how young you look dude i was a baby i was i didn't know anything i still don't know much but i'm learning um but the churn rate is like hey we got two new members and then we lost two old members but the goal is to keep all the new members and all the old members so your churn rate should be down to zero would be a goal right um but i can imagine that a lot of people struggle with keeping their people engaged because at some point, people get bored if they're not getting results. But even though it's just shit happens, life happens, they absolutely. move. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And it's tough because when you first start, you are crippled sometimes after this. Even if it's just like, you know, hey, let's do five rounds of 10 air squats and 10 box push-ups. These guys are right. smashed, right? But I think that comes down to the, the development of the coaches that you are putting in front of your workouts and, and how good or bad they are. Right. Because if your coach is like, dude, grab that 45 pound bar, let's do overhead squats, you'll be fine. And this person's like, I don't even know what uh, air squat is. Why would you have them do that? And like triaging new people is something that the level one talks about all the time, where it's like when you get, or maybe it's level two, you got to like see where they are and then figure out what the one, maybe two things that you can fix right away are yeah. and yeah. not really worry yeah. about anything else. Like, yeah. hey, this guy's heels are coming up. His he's not squatting to death. His shoulders are okay. Yeah. Let's take the bar off his head. Let's take it off his back. Let's see if he can squat onto a medicine ball, right? But a lot of people are going away from that because there's a lot of sexy training out there, right? Like it's really sexy to do clean and jerks and muscle ups. Those things are freaking awesome. But the real meat and potatoes are like, hey, let's let's learn how to row properly and then row 500 meters for me as fast as you can. I bet you you'll be dying. That was our workout today. It was eight by 500 meter row. I'm, I was crippled this morning, but it's so simple. And people try to overcomplicate it a little bit. And um, so, so if you, if this guy loses 18 members a month, that means he has to put on 18 members a month. Yeah, that's a shitload. Of, yeah. That's a shitload of work, right? Onboarding yeah. 18 new people every month. Right. 
that's got to be psychotic. You have yeah. to have a stable of coaches to be doing that. Maybe one one or two people dedicated to just that. Yeah, right. It's not, yeah, right. So, 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 uh, what do you guys do? Is is, is that? Did, did all your coaches go to the Ben Bergeron um, course? Did, no, I mean, all the me. owners, just you, just me. Um, yeah, just me. But we, so we haven't really hired anybody outside of the gym as a coach. Uh, besides Aaron, Aaron is the only person that came from a different gym. Um, that's on our current coaching staff that wasn't organic from our gym. Um, everybody else has, you know, started as a member, learned all the stuff, went to the L one, came back, did classes again. And then why do you only hire? Why do you guys only hire from within? By the way, I love that. I think, I think it's fucking brilliant, but why do you, well, because let's say, let's say you are, you know, Savon, you've been coming to my gym for five years and you started as a 200 pounds, you know, 200 pounds overweight. And like, you've, you've drank the Kool-Aid. You are following the program to the T. You're the, you're the epitome of what a good member should be. Why not become uh, a figurehead and a leader in the community? Because you already have that, you know, buy-in from most of the members. Why wouldn't you just, you know, put on the hat, you know? So, if people started here, like I've never exercised in my life and now they're like crushing sets of strict pull-ups and running seven minute miles. Like, Hey, you're awesome. Now, uh, we want to showcase your awesomeness because you're also interested in learning more. So why don't we send you to the level one and then eventually to the level two, and then you can coach classes. Do you guys actually do that? Do you actually we, send so we, your L1 to an L1? Yeah, we, we paid for, I think we paid for almost everybody that didn't have it to go to their L1. My fiance just went to it. Um, she'll fill in, you know, coaching for us. If, if I'm away of training and like, there's a bunch of people missing from, from the area, she'll, she'll come in and coach a class or two. Um, we pay for hers. Um, if people want to go and get more certifications, we have to, you know, we don't have to, we, we want to pay for, for them to get better. Um, Stephanie does a great job of like developing the coaches. She literally has this book right here and she's like, read this shit every day. You come oh, in. that's a, that's my old training partner's book. Carl Eagleman. Yeah. Yeah. So that like, she like, Hey, if you don't know, that's what crazy. Doing, go read this book. It's really cool. Um, I, I was, I was, uh, I was in 2000. Fuck. I don't know. Six or seven or eight. I can't even remember, but I was where I would go to UC Berkeley's uh, rec center. And I started working out there and there was a dude there, big fucking dude, giant, giant man, like, like really big, like six, eight, six, nine, big, like, like weird, big. And uh, in really good shape. And I think he came over to me and said, hey, what are you doing? And I'm fucking little. And I'm doing, I said, I'm doing CrossFit. He goes, okay, I'm going to do it with you. And then we just started training every day for, go over to his house, pick him up. And we would just train all over the fucking Bay Area, anywhere we could. He Eventually, he became too fucking fit. I think he was the first guy I ever saw do double unders for two minutes straight. And I filmed it and I put it on .com. Yeah, that's really hard. Yeah, and he's giant, dude. He's like, he's like, 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 like John Wellborn. Yeah, no, but, but, but this guy's thin. This guy's built like a track star, but, um, but like, he's so, he's so fucking tall that you can't stop staring at him and like so long and shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, those, those guys have a tough time through life too. A lot of things are built for, you know, (laughs) right. Right. I bet you he has a tough time going to Disney world. (laughs) Right. Right. And he can't do shit about it. 
Oh, look at here. Dude, Carl is my fitness dad's group on Marco Polo. What a stud of a human. God, he's wow. such a good dude. Yeah. That's it, awesome. Me and him just became like instant friends. And, and he would fucking get at it. Him, me, him, and my girlfriend, who's my wife now. And still my, she's still my girlfriend and my wife. <laughs> um, so, so when you took your L1, did you, um, what year did you take your L1? Uh, I took my L1 right when I came back from Afghanistan. So 2013. And, and, and you, and, uh, 10 years later, you still think it's good enough to send your uh, girlfriend to. Yeah. I thought the L1. I, so I think the L1 is something that like every CrossFit, every person should go to, right? Because it's a lot of information, but there's so many little nuggets that you're going to take back and use for your own life. Like you don't need to learn how to program for a hundred people like that. That's psychotic to think you can do that in two days, but you can definitely learn like what foods suck and to avoid and like how to do a proper air squat and then teach your family that like, that's really cool to teach. And there's tons and tons of little nuggets throughout that course that you just don't get anywhere else in that setting, right? You're surrounded by people who are absolute professionals. Amy Lyons at CrossFit King of Prussia, she like pumps out the level ones uh, around here and level twos, I think. She's a genius. She's unbelievable. Austin Maliolo and was uh, one of my flow masters when I went. Uh, Dave Lipson yeah. was a flow master when I went. James Hobart was like, these guys are unbelievable professionals. We need to surround our members or just normal people with them so that they can learn from them, right? Because that those people have such good tips to give out, and you're not going to know what's said there because you're not there. And that that those little you know nuggets are so important for people to learn because. It's so specific. Hey, Savon, your air squat sucks. Like, this is why. And you have an exact fix from a professional coach, right? But people are worried about like Osgood Slaughter and shit like that. It doesn't fucking matter sometimes. But, you know, there's little what did things. She, what did she think? What did, what, did, what did your girlfriend think? What did your fiance think? She loved it. She loved it. And she went with one of our other coaches, Rachel. Um, they, they went together, I think. I'm pretty sure. I think I heard you say this in that podcast that I listened to yesterday, and I never thought of it quite like this. But if th there's things that you'll do in your life, most things that you do that just won't stick with you your whole life. It might not be like a, a tool you need your whole life. But that, whatever you learn, the sooner you can take your L1, the better you and everyone around you will be because you will literally take that with you your whole life. It's like kind of like in jiu-jitsu when um, my son got his gray belt. Oh, Awesome. It made me cry. The, the, the instructor said he walked up to my son and he said, you'll have this for the rest of your life. No one can take this from you. That's and I was like, Oh shit. fuck. Yeah. So oh fuck. Like he got it. He did yeah. it. Yeah. He, he has it. the, he has that skill set. Right. Right. So and, imagine uh, if, yeah. And I see it every day in his life. Now, yeah. what, like I see his jujitsu skills every day in his life, no matter what he's doing, whether he's eating, how he moves around the room, when he plays Frisbee, I see it. And I'm like, wow. And the L1 is like that. You will have that your whole fucking life. There's stuff they give you in there that's like, oh, shit, this changed my life forever. Dude, the L1 is like a white belt for CrossFit, right? That's how I yeah. think of it. Like, it's a barrier to entry. You should be doing it because I might be a great coach. Even if I'm you're not, not a CrossFitter, though, too, right? I mean, yeah, you, don't, well, nobody's a you can be like, fuck CrossFit, like, but I still took my L1 and I, I can take all this with me. Well, that's the same people that go to jujitsu for a month. And they're like, well, I, I learned how to like, you know, take somebody's back and escape mountain and shit like that. Like right. that matters in real life. That's right. basic survival skills. If anybody right. ever tackles you or whatever, but we like, I might be a great coach, but I 
am not a black belt in CrossFit. You know what I mean? Dude, what are you eating? You so, might be. You might be. I've heard I might I've be heard, a I've heard, I've heard I've heard you're a black belt. I don't think I'm a black belt. Stop. Um, but but so then you go to these the course where you get your white belt from level one and you learn from people like Austin and, and James who are unbelievable. These guys can write programs for anybody, right? They can explain anything to you in superior detail where a normal CrossFit coach probably can't, right? I always use the analogy of like golf golfing because I think it makes the most sense. Like you watch the guys on TV, boom, they hit a perfect shot. Cool. They just want a golf club. But they're thinking about lie angle and wind and distance and target lines and shit like that. If I'm a white belt in golf, I'm just, all right, I'm going to try not, I'm just trying to hit this shit as hard as I can. Right. Right. Try not to miss the ball. Try not to miss the ball. Keep my head down. Right. But there's levels to everything. And I think CrossFit has, um, you know, very, very uh, distinct layers to that. And I think the first layer should be not only your intro to like your community, your local gym, but having your gym send you to a level one. And that's a crazy tall order to ask for. Like, hey, you're, you're day one. You have no idea what you're talking about. But I might be a good coach, but I'm probably not the best in the world. Why don't you go learn the basics from the best in the world and then come back and I'll teach you what I know. You know, that'd be really cool. And, and if you're a parent, man, the shit that you learn in there that you can um, share with your kids. Yeah, clean and jerk them. Throw them over right over your head. Yeah, what to eat. Well, that too. Um, and, and the, and the lessons in life and the culture, it, 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 we, it's so, it's so rarely talked about, but the cult, you learn the CrossFit culture in there. And, and so that's really hard to explain to people what the CrossFit culture is, but you learn it in there. And the reason why you learn it in there is because you sit down, you get there on Saturday morning and you sit down and there's a little bit of just like anytime you're in a room with 50 new people, there's a little bit of fronting. Everyone knows who the fittest guy is. Everyone knows who the prettiest girl is. Everyone knows who there, there's an old guy in there with like his leg missing and everyone's like, <laughs> and they're assessing everyone. But by fucking Saturday afternoon, it's kind of like us against them. Yes. Everyone, that whole class has now become a fucking team. And yeah. the girl that you judge, that's probably a stuck up bitch is cool as shit. And the guy with one leg has fucking five pull-ups with with a hundred pound vest and you're like what right. the fuck and then there's another old lady that you didn't think could even walk and she's out there doing squats with her cane and you're like this is nuts yeah but right? that's like basic human exposure to like y- we don't get that and, in society and intimacy now. the cult yes. yeah you don't get that in society now you walk yeah. anywhere and then this is all you see right every yeah. single person is just in, a, in any waiting room ever is just locked on to oh bill grundler he's awesome yeah. uh just locked onto their phones and they're not talking anymore. Right. The, the L one is literally like, put your fucking phone down, take out some notes and pay attention for two whole days. By yeah, the way, in, Cal- in California, the stories about before I did CrossFit, I, I knew of Bill Grundler and he I was a, we're Bill Grundler for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> His nose is way bigger, dude, way bigger. <laughs> Listen, uh, so there, I, I knew of Bill Grundler. Um, he was at a, he was, I knew he was a, a fire chief uh, or a fire captain in a, um, in a firehouse that was, it, it was a weird firehouse. It was an actual house and it was on a beach in Pismo beach. And it wasn't really affiliated with any of the other firehouses. It had some weird exemptions. Like it was in a County and not a city. And the stories that came out of there were fucking nuts. And I wasn't a firefighter. I was just some homeless dude in Santa Barbara, but I, but I knew of this place because it was place of legend. Right. And there was a dude there supposedly in the fitness shit that he would do was like, you didn't believe it. 
you like it was like it was like running sprints upstairs with a hundred pound pack on your back and like working out for hours at a time and it was just batshit crazy shit and then eventually our paths crossed like in 2006 or 7 and uh which is so weird because i'm a homeless guy and he's a fucking fire captain and our paths did cross we met at a party uh, one night and uh we've been friends ever since and, and kind of both took off on our crossfit journey i think he was doing a lot of that stuff even before he even heard of crossfit he's 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 fucking nuts uh Sevon, thanks for the honest content um yeah. thanks for the laughs aloha that's awesome probably from hawaii <laughs> yeah. wow you're a fucking you're a cultural uh you have such yes. great, uh, um, great situational awareness to people's cultures. You're Absolutely. Solid. Dude, but that, that, so talking about, uh, was that Bill, the fire chief? Yeah, Bill, no, no, Bill Grunt, that guy who said aloha? No, no, was the, the story you told the Bill. Yeah, that's that- Bill Grunler, the guy who does the commentating yeah. now. So like, so I he, just, he, but, but I mean, to have, a, to be a fitness legend in California, even before I even knew about CrossFit, that's how gnarly he is. Yeah, but you know what's fucked up is like, I'll walk into whatever, like my unit or something. They're like, oh, like you're only in this good shape because you work out every day. I'm like, yeah. No shit. No shit. <laughs> you guys can do this too. You're it's, right. Right. Like, they're like, oh, you're, su- you're superhuman. Like, no, no, I just do. I just do CrossFit every day and yeah. I've been doing it for like a decade. Is so, there someone fitter than you at your gym? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Chris Clyde, he's 12th in the world on the, in the masters. He missed the games by two spots. Wow. Yeah. He's awesome. That's right. We got yeah, a bunch what, of beers this weekend. Why did he, why do people say that kind of weird shit to you? It's so, it's so weird. You're only, you're only that fit because you work out. I don't know. I think it's, it's probably a little bit, um, you know, Project it's like their it's like their inside voice came out. It's like, hey, dude, that was your thought. You probably yeah, you're that you're yeah. But uh, I think a lot of people they want what you know. It's a lot of maybe envy or jealousy, and I I don't ever feel that at all. But like when I look at somebody who's fairly me, I'm like, damn, dude, you really train hard. You're awesome. That's the end of the sentence. You know, there's not much else to say. I'm not like. I wish I could be better than you and faster and better looking and a better mustache, but I can't because I can't grow facial hair. So it's hard, right. but you're stuck. You're stuck doing pull-ups. I'm stuck doing pull-ups. That's it. Why is your last post on your Instagram on March 27th? Um, what was my last post? I forget, but I didn't I forget I too, but, but you've just stopped. Yeah. I took a break from social media for a little bit and I, uh, I try to really focus on my job and then the affiliate a little bit. Like I wanted to get in better touch with Stephanie and, and, uh, work, you know, Stephanie's maybe a your fiance. No, no. Stephanie is my head coach. Uh, oh, Becky oh, is my oh okay. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so I trained, I trained pretty hard for the quarterfinals. Didn't really get close, but I, I really like put it as my goal. Like I want to qualify for a semi or something. And, so uh, you were, so you were reduced, you were taking things out of your life and you, and you erased the Instagram app off your phone or something. It was one of the things you purged. Yes, because I wanted to focus more on life happening and things like that. Um, so, did, what else did you get rid of? Did you get rid of anything else? Like a Sirius XM membership or? We um, just canceled our cable but, yesterday, which was, that's a big step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good on you. Yeah, so that's tough. But now for like that one day when we didn't have cable, I'm looking at her like, you, you really fucked up right now. Like we, <laughs> we need to watch whatever, The Bachelor or whatever, yeah. you know? But now it's okay. That yeah. show's unhealthy as fuck. She loves. I watched. I watched one season of that. I watched the the season. I had Luke Parker on. Do you know the guy at Mayhem? Yeah, well, she, my fiance. You know, no offense, Luke, but she fucking hates him. And and I watched that season, and um, <laughs> uh, I I hated humanity. Yeah. I, I hated humanity. Yeah. 
you to, to tell your fiance and, and please don't punch me for this that she's equally as bad as Luke for even watching the show. She'll, it is it is a vile vile group of people. It is the entire the thing. The producers of the show should be taken out and beaten. I would I would I never let anyone get within a thousand miles of the creators of that show. You are fucking <laughs> scum. I say it. that with peace and love. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I always, every time I walk in the room into the house, and she'll kill me when I say this, but I'm always like, turn that trash off, and then I'll just go get like a glass, a glass of water or something. It's so unhealthy. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I got so nothing. unhealthy. I'd yeah. rather just watch a fucking parking lot cam at a brothel. I mean, it is fucking. That show is so unhealthy. It's it's, it's close. So, it's it's. Uh, thank you, Caleb, for laughing at that. I appreciate that. I thought it was pretty good too. <laughs> Okay, so so you purge yourself of it, and, and you're and you're cool with it. I mean, you you, you don't. I'm back on it now. I, oh. I put out a, a little question yesterday, and I got like a bunch of people getting triggered from it. But it was like, um, as if you're gonna hire somebody to do to like coach you on something specific, should that coach be able to perform the task or whatever you're asking them to teach you? And they got like 200 responses, and like wait, 100. wait, give me an example. Give me an example. So so like example. let's say. So can I teach Bam. a muscle up if I can't do a muscle up? That was the number one like triggering thing. It's like, no, I don't care if you can't do a muscle up. That was cool. Um, Clint Romasha is an absolute fucking savage. That was just a, a video of him. He's a Medal of Honor recipient. Wait, can we watch that one more time? Can we watch that one yeah, more time? Yeah, he's awesome. Caleb? So he at um that was and then we'll cop, come back to the Keating. um to the triggered people. Cop Keating, that dude, he is an absolute legend. You want to talk about fucking awesome dudes, Clint Romasha. If you're listening, I love you. And die in our last final positions, or we can go out in the blaze of glory. While with only 53 troops at combat outpost Keating, Afghanistan, over 300 Taliban fighters began attacking from all sides. As the fighters breached the perimeter, Romache rallied his men even after he was wounded, taking out a sniper and a machine gun nest before calling in an airstrike. Staff Sergeant Romache is an American hero and Medal of Honor recipient. So there's a movie about him. It's called uh, the. Outboat. Did he live? Did he survive that? Yes, he survived. <sighs> um, but there's Roma Shea, Get him on the podcast, Caleb. Romache, Romache, let's get him on the podcast. Ro- yeah, get him on. He, I would love to hear that story. Um, but no, I put this question up, and it was like, if you want to hire somebody to be your coach, should they be able to do what it is you're hiring them for? And my point in asking it was not to say like there's one good way or one bad way to do this because. If I want to learn how to do something, I want to go to an expert. So I, when I go to jujitsu, I go to Riverfront Jujitsu up, up the street, and Billy Shaw is an incredible teacher. This guy is world class. But I wouldn't go to my buddy who's done jujitsu four times to be like, "Hey, man, teach me. I want to be a black belt in ten years. Teach me everything you know." He's like, "I don't know much, so we'll be done in like twenty minutes, right?" I want to go every day. I want to learn from somebody who's who's experienced. That's why I don't teach jujitsu. I don't know anything about jujitsu, um, but it was more so to say that if you But there's a difference there, right? Yes. Yes. But, but what you're saying because I could like so 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 my wife taught yoga for let's say 15 years, right? She went she went to India, she did all the shit, took all the courses, she was fucking amazing. Then she got hit by a fucking car. Oh fuck. Right? And I told her like, "Hey, what a fucking great opportunity to learn." She's like, "I can't do some of these moves now." They almost had to amputate her leg. And she's like, I can't do some of the shit now. And I go, who cares? I go, now's the time you fucking work on being able to be eloquent and articulate yes, with your yes. mouth and to use your hands to push on people's anuses to get them in the position. Whatever they do, yeah. Yeah, whatever but, they but do so like the in yoga. Like, so like Doug Peterson coaches the Eagles, or he, he used to coach the Eagles. He played football. 
he has the buy-in to be a football coach. Okay, right? okay, okay. You know okay, what I mean? Okay, like, okay. so she like, still no had the, she could do it at one point. You're saying that you're saying he could do like, it at one that's, point. That's one thing, right? If you're an Olympian when you were 21, but now you're 80, you still know Olympic whatever the fuck you were doing, okay. right? But like, if you've never like worked towards a goal, like let's say the muscle up was like the most triggering thing. Like, I there's coaches that can't do muscle ups. That's okay, but are they? trying their goddamn best to like work up the ladder to do strict pull-ups, toes to bar, right? Chest to bar pull-ups. Do they, do they actively search for knowledge in how to better themselves? And if they're not, I don't think that that quote coach is qualified to teach you how to do that. Right. You know, uh, one, one time I worked out with Lauren Glassman at her house and she couldn't do a fucking pull-up. That was that was fucking weird. But another time I was fucking at an airport in Africa with fucking Greg and someone's Greg goes, we were talking to someone who, who recognized him and someone goes, they started talking about the pistol and Greg goes, Sevon, show him a pistol. And I'm like, I can't, I need to fucking warm up. I can't just do a pistol. And that <laughs> motherfucker knocked out five. Really? Yeah. That's I was like, and I never see, I've been hanging out with him for fucking 10 years. I've never seen him do He's fucking like, anything. Dude, and he knocked Glassman out five like fucking pistols ass to grass. I was he like, is, you motherfucker. Yes. He is like our CrossFit Yoda. Right? I was like, like what walking the around. fuck? And he was angry at me that I didn't do it. Anyway. Okay. So, so what but, do you think? So you think that you, do, do you think that you should, you should at least have all been on some level, super proficient in the movement, even if you aren't now. I, so I had a conversation with one of my members yesterday about it. And I said, I think you should be proficient in one step below what you're trying to teach. Because like, let's say you can do uh, an overhead squat, but you can't do a squat snatch. You could probably teach somebody how to do a squat snatch by showing them this is where you land. This is the position you get to, right? Like that makes sense. But if you like can't put your arms over your head to demonstrate that, there's probably a tough chance you're going to have a connection with somebody that you're trying to teach. Right. Yeah. But it also comes down to the athlete that you're getting. If I get a D1 rugby player in here, I'm like, yo, dude, this is a muscle up. Do it. He's just going to do it. Right. But if you're going to have somebody that like requires months of training to get it done, it's not just a, hey, here's do, do what I just did. It's like, a, <sighs> let's, you know what I mean? I could teach someone a, a, a muscle up great. I, Absolutely. I, I have no business teaching anyone to kippy muscle up. I've never, I don't, I don't ever do them. Never, but ever, ever, have, ever. So don't, but then you wouldn't teach it to them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, just, I only do strict ones, so this is how you should do it. Yeah. Yeah. But that then, was, but, but like, and then you, but like, what if you me. are a coach and you don't have, what if you are a, what if you are a, so you think that if, if there's a CrossFit coach and, you think if there's a, if there's a, let's say there's gotta be, there's gotta be a shitload of trainers out there who don't have a strict muscle. Yes. Sh should they, should they not be coaching at CrossFit? Absolutely gyms? not. That's not, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. Okay, I'm saying okay. that if that is you, if this is you and you are that person that you're the only coach in your gym that can't do a muscle up, it's okay. Because as long as you are actively pursuing that slow trajectory on the distant horizon, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. But if you you're may saying, even be like, actually a better coach at it as long as you yes. than the person who can do it because you're actively trying you're, to do it. Yeah, you're, you're working on your overhead squat position because you have the worst in the gym, but you're also the coach and but but you're learning shit because you're actively trying to do you, it. Yeah, you become more relatable at that point. You're okay. like, look, I'm in the yeah. same boat, dude. Like, hey, like I've been working my balls off to get this muscle up, and I just I, I'm really close. Like I'm I got five strict pull-ups now. I can do a ring dip out of the rings. My negative's quit. amazing. Right. 
I can hold my body in space at, at you know, in a decent posture, things like that. But the skill is not the, the goal. Like, that's not the carrot. The journey to get there is usually the, the most important thing for most athletes. And it's like, Hey, I can't do muscle ups yet. So I'm going to quit CrossFit. Why? I, if you've never gotten a hole in one, are you going to stop playing golf? Like if you never fucking submitted a black belt on the IBJJF stage, are you just going to stop doing jujitsu? Like, no, that's like the pinnacle. It's like a niche thing, right? Like very rarely are we programming ring muscle ups for our everyday members at the CrossFit gym. And it's awesome if we, we have a bunch of people that can do them, but the majority can't. And that doesn't mean that they suck or can't do CrossFit well. It's that this is a very high level movement for normal people. And if they can't do it, they can progress through other means. Strict pull-ups, ring dips, box dips, push-up. Learn how to do push-ups. That's like the most brutalized movement in CrossFit. You watch people do push-ups and it looks like they're having a seizure. So it, there's a lot of things that you can take from that, but people got really triggered when they they, they always went to the muscle. Like, why? why like, what did people say to you when you put that when you put that up? Um, what when, the fuck are people doing on your Instagram? I can't even get fucking 30 people to my Instagram account. <laughs> how do why are people if you haven't posted since March 27th, how are people even like I just put up pictures of my dog all the time. They love Max. But you still have, oh, so yeah, you have uh, been active in your story, just not on posts. There he is. But yeah, I'll be active in my story. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. you, you know, another thing is, um, uh, the, like, I don't go to the pain cave very often. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that that also makes me not um, – if I if I were coaching CrossFit, I think that makes me not a, a, a very good coach. I don't think so. Well, but wait, I, I, I just I just wish, uh, and it's because I work out alone a lot, right? It's, it's yeah, it, and, and so and so there's no one there. Like I've I've never gone to an affiliate and not gone to the pain cave. Right, if I'm at an affiliate, it fucking happens. What? Well, yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's yeah. this, that's just the the shared suffering. You're looking over and you're like, well, that guy's yeah. fucking dying, and he's 55. Right. I'm 32. I should really be dying if he's doing like, you're just going to push yourself a little bit more probably. But if you're by yourself there, you're not like losing fitness by not blacking out on an assault bike twice a week. Like you're not training for the, that at anymore. You're training for the thing, the right, this thing. So I would just I rather my kids get their training. My wife. So my wife does go to the pain cave. She does train with other people. She trains people. She goes to affiliates. I would rather my kids be around that than me. Like well, for, for their training. Like for me, like fine, I'll teach you the muscle up or you'll see me do some assault bike or fuck around with, you know, I, my snatches look more like fucking deadlift curls presses these days. But um, yeah, I, 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 I do think that there's value to people seeing other people go to the pain cave, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's the same, you know. I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing myself. I'm still proud that I work out, but it's like, yeah, but then it also comes down to like the, the three basic words that every CrossFitter should know is mechanics, consistency, and intensity. Intensity varies between, uh, everybody. So it's, it should be mechanics, consistent consistency, relative intensity, because yeah. it has to be relative to the situation and the, the participant. Right. So I have the consistency. I have decent mechanics. I don't get hurt anymore, but fuck man. The pain cave is a fucking bitch. Yeah. But you also like you're, you did one the other day. You did the five minute assault bike challenge. That's, that's, oh, yeah, that was, close. yeah, that was horrible. Right. So you do do it. It's did just you not, do it? Uh, I've done five minutes before. I fucking hated that. I never want to do that again. I think I was, get? Do you remember? What I you was got? like, I think I was, I don't want to lie. I don't forget. I think it was between 85 and 92 or something like that. I don't know. 
What do you think's harder? What do you think's better to get calories on the assault bike or the echo bike? Do you have an opinion on that? Better. Like which uh, one would you? Which one? Which one makes you look better? Which one are you like? Oh, I did. If you did the echo bike, will you get more calories? The echo bike for my affiliate has been awesome. The assault bikes get so dirty and they're crinkly and they make a shit. I don't. Noise. I don't mean in that terms. In terms of which um for the calorie thing. Like if I were like, hey, you got to get the most calories in five minutes. You can choose either of these bikes. Which bike? Would oh you my choose? god, the assault bike. You get ten million calories. Oh okay. Damn, that uh, yeah. sucks. Did you think it was the other way around? <laughs> I want, I don't know what it is. I wanted it to be the other way around. Cause I ride the assault bike. So I wanted to be like, yeah, I beat all you echo fuckers. No way that, that the assault bike is different though. It's smaller. It's more compact. It's more like gritty and old school now. So it's got the chain. It's, it's got the chain. Yeah. And that, then, and that, that's like a danger aspect of it, right. At any moment it could just explode. Right. <laughs> 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 uh, um, why does the affiliate have an um, ordained minister in the um, – what's his name, Dave? I <laughs> Dustin, 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 Davis. Dustin Davis. Yeah. What's um, his deal? Well, he's an ordained minister, so he doesn't really have a ton of certification. So when we, we just redesigned our website, I think it's more – What's so he say? Like you're doing friend? He's like, dear God, you're fucked. And Father, guess what? forgive yeah, him. God, like- yeah. So you get a little blessing from Dustin. No, he – He's he coaches uh, Tuesday mornings for us, and which has been a big help because the morning classes are always a tough a tough uh, sell. But and we don't want people to get burnt out coaching the mornings. I coach Monday and Friday mornings. He coaches Tuesday. Uh, Tom coaches Wednesday, and then Gretchen, our other coach, coaches uh, Thursday morning. Steph does the midday. We all ro- rotate weekends, stuff like that. But um, having him there, he comes from a collegiate track background, so he has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to fast sprinty type workouts. So. If they pop up, he's got really good insight as to like, hey, this is what's probably going to happen to you. But the ordained minister thing is just uh, he he married one of his buddies one time. Not like they're not together, but um, he married him and his wife. And I think Dwayne put it on there as like a joke. Like, hey, he's got his level one and he's an ordained minister. In case anybody needs to get married in here, we can get you covered. You know? I don't know what that would cost. That came with the, that's not included in your membership. No, it's an additional fee, but you get a free t-shirt. Awesome. Um, have, have you guys ever thought about um, de-affiliating? Why, why do you guys keep the um, pay the uh, annual so, fee to keep the name? So I believe in, and we believe in the, the methodology and the community, right? Because the second you go away from the community, you're, you're a little bit different, even though you might be doing the same exact thing you aren't doing, you know, you're not actually doing CrossFit anymore. You're doing a watered down version of something, even though it may be particularly similar when people come into your gym, they're not doing CrossFit. And what CrossFit means to me is more uh, important than, you know, the, the money that we spend every year. I think being a part, like being able to like talk to you about it, right. This is incredible for me. And having my friends talk to me all week, like, Oh, you're going to fucking go meet Savannah. He's awesome. He's yeah, blah. That's cool to me because we we have an understanding of the community that comes together to all get better. If you're by yourself, you're kind of you still are in a lifeboat, but you're in like a black lifeboat, like in the middle of the ocean, nobody can see, right? It's dark out and you're just kind of floating, but you're still alive. You're just, you know, you're not really you're not really doing it. So So let me see if I heard that right. The only reason why you guys pay the affiliate fee is so that you could come on my podcast. Did I, did I hear, yeah, yeah, so you should get a cut. Did I hear that right? Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Um, so it's, is it too harsh to say that it's a brand, it's a brand loyalty payment? 
No, I don't think that's harsh because I'm sure most affiliate owners would agree. Um, they, there isn't much given from HQ directly to the affiliate. Um, there are, you know, when the games are playing, like there's cool CrossFit commercials, there's, you know, things like that, that, but like, you're not going to, they're not paying for a spot on like Monday night football. Like how cool would that be? Like what? Like Super Bowl, Dan Bailey did a commercial, I think Michelob Ultra. Like it was cool to see that out there, but that had nothing to really do with CrossFit. So like if CrossFit would pay the extra money to advertise on like prime time, um, television, I think it would probably benefit the affiliates way more, but we don't get that. And you know, outside of that, I don't know what else they can really do for us. I'm not asking for much either. Right. I don't. I'm right. 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 Okay. I know we're just talking. We're just yeah, talking. Yeah. I mean, either I way you're for some reason you're paying and other people are paying. And here's the part that, and, and I, and I don't expect you to have an answer for this. Here's the part that's really weird. I don't think the fucking people who bought the company know that. I think that I think just barely the affiliates are starting to become aware of that. They're like, Oh, I'm paying this because for the same reason, like, like my mom used to give money to Sierra club when I was a kid. Right. And I'd be like, what the fuck is she doing? What is, why is she did, buy me some fucking transformers? Fuck that buying land to save a fucking peregrine Falcon somewhere. But basically it feels like it looks like, and, and I think Greg had become aware of this. I actually heard him say, shit, this is a brand loyalty payment people are paying now. The cat's, the fucking magic's gone. It's all free. Cat's, yeah. cat's out of the bag. Yeah. And, and so, think, but I think the people who bought it don't know that. If they would have known that, they would have been like, oh, fuck. What? Like, I don't think that they, I mean, it's, it's weird to buy something that's nothing. You guys are doing it out of integrity and ethics and, and. Yeah. No, I mean, you're not wrong. And, um, I do think that after listening to to Mr. Fall talk about what his vision is for the future with CrossFit, I think that we do have a bright horizon and we do have things to expect and anticipate. And okay, good. All right. You know, it, it just makes me more hopeful, right? Because I feel like Rosa was more like damage control. It was like, let's just survive. Like we don't want to lose everybody. Rosa's a good dude. He does CrossFit. He follows it. Uh, he had some good vision, right? But then he's gone. Where is he? Right. I don't think he had good vision. I think if you hear someone say, Hey, I want to increase the community to a hundred thousand affiliates. I think that's a mistake. I, th- I, I, and I, and I'm not, I'm open to being wrong. I really am. But I think that the vision, and I'm definitely a Greg Easta. I'm definitely like brainwashed by, by Greg, but I think the vision should always be to push more people into affiliates into just keep pushing them in, and they'll overflow out. And then more affiliates will be born. Just keep fucking the affiliates until there's so many little uh, crossfitters <laughs> in there that they're, they're, they spill out. Like just I mean, that's keep not making love. Either. Sorry for those of you who don't like the F word, keep making love in the affiliates. And then they keep spilling out and keep adding value to the affiliates because there's, it, there's a, it's, it's, it's like um, Ben Bergeron. It's the chasing the excellence as opposed to chasing the end goal. Like all we have to do is keep. Yes. The vision should be like, how can we, how many times the vision should be, how many times, how many videos can we make this year telling people how to do the squat correctly? Like that's the whole thing about when you have the truth, when you know that, and, 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 and this isn't my belief, but like when you know Jesus is the way to God, like Christians cl- claim they do, then your goal then should be to say that as many different ways as you can to share that message. And so yeah. these, that, I think that should be the goal of HQ to just keep giving resources to the affiliates. How many ways can we teach people to do a pull-up to show that, what did you say? Mechanics, consistency, intensity is the way. 
to, yeah. to, to and and they have been happen. right. I, I don't think it's it's so like I'm not. Like, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. They have been too. Yes. Yeah, I agree. it's, it's yes. definitely been better in the recent yes. months and years. Um, but there was definitely a point where it's like, what are we paying for besides a name? And at one point, I was like, fuck it, I don't care. I'm just I I love what we do, and if that's what it costs to do this, then whatever, you know. So. Yeah. Well. Well, thank you for coming on. It's great Dude, to thank meet you. you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me, Savan. I really appreciate this. And uh, just, you know, for Delaware in general, uh, we have an awesome CrossFit community. I love every single one of the gyms that are around here. Um, and to have you, you know, give us a little voice was was really cool. So we appreciate you. And uh, I can't wait to meet you in person, have dinner. Yeah. It'll be awesome. Yeah. Uh, congratulations on getting married. Uh, you have my phone number. You can text me whenever you want. I don't sleep by my, with my phone by my bed. So like, I always tell people like, you can always like text the fuck out of me. Like, I don't care. I'm going to so, send you very funny things randomly. Careful, careful. Cause everything you send to me, I will try to one up you a little bit. And next thing you know, our text will be completely out of control. So be careful. That's fine. We'll, we'll end up getting married because <laughs> like gay chicken so long, but it's okay. All right. Caleb Beaver. Thank you. Thanks, Caleb. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for the time today. Yep. Say hi to the uh, uh, other gym owners and tell uh, Steph, uh, Stephanie McConnell, thank you for letting us borrow you today. I will. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Ciao. Nice meeting you, Steve. Hope I kicked them to the curb. <clears throat> I like kicking them to the curb before they get to leave. <laughs> and they get stuck in the background for like five minutes on accident. Hey, when you hear someone to the National Guard, are you like, you're a bitch? <laughs> Like, is there like a pecking order? Is there like, is there like, a, is there like a pecking order? I wasn't going to say it. Uh, Go no, get my boots, boy. <laughs> yeah, we have some people, some, I've met some good people in the National Guard, but yeah. And then, then people in the National Guard see contractors, they're like, you're a whore. Get yeah, exactly. You're exactly. a bitch. Just, just, you're going to do just, this shit full time. Just, yeah, just keep, you're only here for the money. Exactly. Scumbag. You're just here to do the cool shit and leave. Get out of here. Uh, I, uh, um, uh, Sevon will show the text. Be careful. I know today I showed my notes on accident. I, I have no, Susan's told me a million times. You are, I have no, you have no business doing screen shares. Don't do them, but I, I still do them. One of these <laughs> days that's going to backfire. All right. Okay. Um, are, are we, do we have anything else today? Mm, I think that. Do we have do we have one with uh, Brian top one hundred females tonight, or is that tomorrow? Uh, that's tomorrow. No, tomorrow I don't see anything on the calendar. I don't see anything on my calendar until the twenty eighth. We're gonna do. We're, so we were supposed to do Jr. and Taylor today, but we switched it to Sunday, and then Monday. Oh shit! Like my calendar is fucked up. Don't, yeah, do because think? I have I have the uh, the top 100 females tomorrow after tomorrow morning, and then you see are. that you see that on the 26th. Yes, I do. Like you see that on your calendar. Yeah, on my so, personal calendar. Uh, YouTube says Brian is tomorrow morning. Oh fuck. How this is a mess. Verify account information. It's a uh wow, this is not good. 
This happened. Didn't this happen um, er, er, earlier in the week too? My shit got we'll all fucked it. up. We'll get it sorted out. We'll, we'll call Susan after this. All right. This isn't something I should work out on the air right now. Maybe not. <laughs> Add calendar. Okay. Fuck. All right. All right. So, but nothing tonight. I don't see anything tonight. No. Correct. But tomorrow morning, you see. Let me. I, I'll, I'll. I'm going to handwrite that tomorrow morning. What's tomorrow? Friday the 26th? Correct. You see uh, Brian, top 100 uh, women. Correct. Not of all time, but current. Current, yes. Uh, I know. I want to do a live call-in. I, I only want to do live call-ins. <laughs> I, have, I, I have some funny, I have some funny shit. Um, the guy from the guy who works at um uh the morning chalk up there's a there's a Patrick guy there who's so fucking woke and I there's something I wanted there's some shit I found about him that I want to show on a live call in show that's so fucking ridiculous from the from the uh, China Morning Post um mm. they they used the picture I sent you that picture right where yeah. it shows where it shows um Travis from Vindicate T-shirts hi. You have a shirt. You have a show tonight. I do. Yes. You have the top, not the not top ten. Tonight. Oh no, we had to cancel. Yeah, good. Thank you. You're right. We, but we had to cancel that because <laughs> um, uh, Sousa has to run the back end for that, and um, yeah, and Kayla will be on a helicopter ride somewhere. Well, that sounds way more fun. <laughs> not not for us. <laughs> And, uh, but thank you. I appreciate it. You're a good dude. You not only, uh, get the t-shirts made, uh, how's our version of the cult shirt coming? Is it coming along? I will be working on it tonight. You're a good dude. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. V N D raise some eyebrows. V N D K the number com. Get your, yes, sir. get your shirts for, uh, Hiller and the seven podcast. Oh shit, Bill! You're supposed to hear that. Bill, you're not supposed to hear. That. Yeah, don't. <laughs> All right. The uh, I got I I saw the uh, screaming microphone shirts. I finally got them yesterday in hand, and ooh, they are pretty. Oh, don't yeah. sleep on those. When I when I um when I wear those, I get a shitload of compliments. Nice. Yeah, people love that. You're one. gonna have a uh, when are you home? Um, soon. August thirty uh, first. All right, you're gonna have a package waiting for you. You're gonna like it. I got a package waiting for you. <laughs> no, you could have invited me out there with Hiller. Hey, so I want to tell you, a close friend of mine goes, "Hey, dude, I can't believe you invited Hiller to your house before me." Listen, you jackasses, I didn't invite Hiller <laughs> out here. I didn't fucking invite Hiller. I said my my invite just got lost in the mail. Apparently, I Hiller, the California hormones lady, invited Hiller. I had to just pretend like I was okay with it. She's like, I invited Hillary. I'm like, oh, of course, brilliant idea. Deep down inside, I'm like, what the fuck? Hillary needs to get out, get out of my fucking off my turf, bitch. If I if I get on those California hormones, I might have a body like Hillary. Can certainly hope. I I'm telling you, I saw Hillary with the shirt off, and if I had to bet, I'd bet he's juicing. He is. <laughs> he's too much man. He's a lot of man. He's, he's he like, at least 
He's at least injecting him in his legs. Those things are ridiculous. Yeah. His shoulders and his traps and his titties and his stomach muscles. His abs are like fucking speed bumps. They're not even like. Right? Yeah. I don't want to hear any more bitching about his elbow because whatever, dude. Yeah. You're doing something right. And he moves really well, too. He moves, uh-huh. he moves like a large athlete. He moves like a, like a running back. He moves great. Yeah. Yeah, Hunter is a ton of man, but it's a different it's a different kind of man. Hunter is a fucking dinosaur. Like Hunter is a fucking it's a lot of dude. And it's it's a, it's it's a little bit reckless like you feel it. He he's dangerous. 5 years ago being around Hunter would be completely crazy. It's scary how big he is for yeah. what he for what he does and the way he can move and run. And he's like, how And he's on edge a little bit always. He's like Really? Yeah, it's. I'm not anxious around him, but he's like a dog that used to bite but doesn't bite anymore. But you're, but like <laughs> you're still a little like I, I, I seen you bite someone at the party before. <laughs> he's getting soft. Yeah, yeah. Getting older. Did you ever find out if he pooped after the pool? I, I, I didn't. But he did say what he did say. He ate some like funky meat at a the street meat. Yeah, street meat. <laughs> <laughs> He's not supposed to eat that shit around you. You're supposed to keep him in line. Brandon, you want Hunter to stand behind you. Don't lie. <laughs> I want Hunter to stand behind me. Just say it. <laughs> just say it, Brandon. Let it let it let it let it slip from your lips, buddy. All right, Travis. Thank you. All right, dude. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Trying to boss me around telling me I have a show tonight. How dare he? So go make go make a t-shirt. All right. Um, can you address the drama between Vindicate and Life is RX? No, no drama. Both, uh, no drama at all. Um, both of them make t-shirts for the Seven podcast. I, I know of no drama. I don't even know if they know each other. Why do I have to be in the front? <laughs> All right. It's, it's always one person takes it too far. Like, like, why? Why, Mr. Why? 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 Like, we, we know. We, we, we understand without you fucking, like, going there. We, we. Oh, shit. <laughs> Heidi's not, Heidi is naughty. She's been really, really feisty lately. I don't know what's going on with her. Um, so, so, so the, the, ba- ba- I'm going to talk about it on the, on the live calling show, but basically the South morning post, he, he wrote this fucking hit piece on Greg, which he, he's just a fucking despicable shitbag for doing this guy, Patrick, who now works at the morning chalk up. But then they, you, it's about showing about black lives matter. And they showed a picture of Eric Rosa standing next to Sherman Merrick. And I'm like, Sherman Merrick is like the last is he loves Greg Glassman. So I fucking text Sherman this morning. I'm like, hey, they're using you because of your skin color. Did you agree to fucking did you did you agree to the South Martin Chinese Post using a picture of Rosa next to the black man? He's like, nope. And and it's it, like here you are trying to be holier than thou that you're not racist when you clearly just did something racist, Patrick. You woke fucking douchebag. You are such a woke fucking duplicitous piece of shit. You're the you're the reason for division. I forgive you, my son, but it's just hilarious now that you're, you're you went from South China Morning Post pushing your divisiveness and racist ways, and now uh, 
and now you're at the morning chalk up. And then someone sent me um, some screenshots of where where I'm I'm pretty sure Maddie Rogers did have that blowout. Um, it's it's the irony that she has she her pronouns in her Instagram profile, and yet people are now sending me all these screenshots where she was discriminating against people who weren't injected. And and uh, she did say that the booster, the second shot, someone sent me a bunch of screenshots, really hurt her. And uh, and now she's paying the price, right? Her autoimmune um, f- condition has flared up and she's fucked. And, and I don't wish that on anyone, but but it is ironic that you're hating on people. You're, you're supposed to be accepting people, and that's what your pronoun's supposed to tell the world. And yet you are hating on people who didn't get the injection, and then now uh, – you're paying the ultimate price by being sick. It's fun. It's really funny because she created a clothing line that's like for everybody, like all body types, men, women, like neutral, like whatever. But yeah, she's shitting on people for <clears throat> not getting the vaccine. Yeah. How inclusive. All right. But anyway, I'll rehash all of that on the next live call and show with graphics and pictures and, all right. Um, the shit talks about people after the sh- the shit someone talks about people after phone calls. Yes. Oh, that should be the name of the show. Okay, guys. Uh, I will see you guys tomorrow morning. Sounds like as soon as I get my calendar fixed. Bye bye.